professional YouTubers here. We will fix that in post. Um, <laughs> all right. Welcome to Biggest Geekus. We are your hosts. I am Joe. And I'm Randy. And I'm Pat. All right. We didn't cut him off this time. I know. <laughs> he was like, I don't think they want me to do that anymore. <laughs> do it all the time. This is episode 100 of our show. The date is Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. How is it going, fellas? Great. Wonderful. I've so, got my office, man, and getting that thing cleaned up. Don't look like you can't see my big head in the way, but I got a lot of crap cleared out. So that's both. Yeah. Yeah, your your uh, your noggin really just kills the whole ambiance. You can't see it. It's not, it was the floor that was a mess, so it's coming right along, right along. Alrighty then. All right. Um, before we get into what everyone is here for, let's see what everyone means. Every, all six people. All right. It's probably more than that. It's always inaccurate. Before we get into our episode one hundred festivities, such as they are. We will. Um, we are. We have Patrick here, as you heard in the intro. Um, talk about his report from Gen Con 2022. Yeah, dude. So take it away, Pat. So uh, last week, um, Randy, you noticed that I was not horribly excited to go to Gen Con this year. I did, and we were already. Before we even got there, thinking, eh, don't, probably not going to come back next year. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised this year by Gen Con. Um, things were a lot different than I expected them to be. Uh, now, the, there is one thing that drove me absolutely batshit insane about Gen Con this year, and it was masking. Um, I hate wearing a mask. Um, I've noticed several people at Gen Con hated wearing masks. I mean, they they have us, they force us to vaccinate before we go. And okay, yeah, I got I got my vaccine. They have you wear this yellow bracelet the entire convention, and you 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 can't take this thing off anywhere. <laughs> it's it's meant to go on your wrist, you know, Wednesday and doesn't come off till after Sunday. Yeah, I had to shower with the thing and everything. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. But that's the that's to prove that you've been vaccinated. And on top of that, in any Gen Con controlled spaces, you have to wear a mask. And I don't care who you are. Um <laughs> Legion got a question for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Legion says, Patrick, did you say hello to the Iron Crown folks for me? Uh, do we need to have some sort of um, reminder what that um, entails? I, I guess they got into a fight with Legion of Myth. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure it wasn't the three guys I worked with. Right. Um, and I'm pretty one sure their, the guy who runs Iron Crown, uh, one of their internet well. uh, fellows. Yeah, but um, you know the 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 guys I work with at Iron Crown are, are are good people. Didn't hear them mention Legion of Myth at all. But uh, if you wanted me to say hello to them uh, for you, I 
<laughs> I mean, I, I still can. I'm still in contact with them. But you anyway, didn't cut off all contact with the Iron Crown? Uh, no. No. Fact, after, after the first day, um, we decided that uh, even though we went through the, the process of splitting it off, um, Iron Crown would have kind of been left with their cheese in the wind. Uh, they would have gone down to zero priority points and had to um, register again like a new exhibitor in January. Um, and we, I kind of thought that was really unfair. But um, Mr. Caldwell, the, the guy who runs uh, Iron Crown, um, he he was more amiable to no let's continue doing this you know mm -hmm. we we get a deal um on the booth for for sharing mm -hmm. i'd like to mitigate all costs it's been a good relationship and so he wanted to continue it and i thought you know what nope i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna continue doing this oh you are Okay. Yeah. Stay with them. Okay. Cool. Well, yep. good. It's, it's better when things are. And I, I know you weren't too. You were thinking it was the end. That's pretty cool, though. That's so good to hear. Well, maybe next year uh, someone we know will have bought Gen Con and will end the mask shenanigans. <laughs> because there's no reason to not have it next year either with monkeypox. Right. So that, that will that will that will go that will go around the globe. That will be on the calendar next year probably. Hopefully not. I don't, so, I don't care who um, you are. Uh, the masks make it kind of more difficult to breathe. And when the weather outside is hot with a side of hot and hotter, um, by the time we're done with the eight-hour shifts, uh, I pull the mask off and my entire face is chapped. Oh, my goodness. The violent souls everything says i love that they chose to make the mark of the vac yellow <laughs> yeah it kind of that's kind of the spirit of the whole thing yes yellow go fear i've noticed a trend though as soon as people leave the convention center those masks come right off <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. Max, that that is cheeky uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, for monkeypox, you have to wear the mask on your ass. <laughs> Actually, that's like a triple entendre, that thing I just said. I should get like of, an award. He's a, he, well, he is French. So entendre is how he rolls, baby. Yeah. So um, for monkeypox, you have to wear the mask <laughs> on your butt, I will say. <laughs> a lot yes. more people there this year than I oh, really? expected. Yeah, um, they broke fifty thousand. Well, that's good. And um, I think a lot of people—it's the consensus among a lot of the exhibitors because I got to walk around and talk to a ton of exhibitors—that mm -hmm. people were hungry for getting out and doing stuff again. So everybody wanted Gen Con to be, you know, Gen Con. And I was actually surprised with how long people were were up doing stuff well after the exhibit hall had closed. And we were we were all in bed before midnight uh, oh, yeah. every night because we only had three people at the booth, right? Uh, which I am never doing again. Um, minimum minimum four people. You know, next time I go. 
Yeah. But um, there were people doing stuff well into the night. Uh, and uh, the big uh, open gaming hall was still packed well into midnight. And uh, I thought that was surprising. I thought they'd shut everything down, you know, small town style at like seven o'clock. No. I know a lot of the restaurants were. We're I know Steak and Shake now sucks. Um, I saw your post. They now have uh, pickup windows outside on the street. And they also now do kiosks. Hmm. Order your food. You seat your, you order yourself, you seat yourself, you get all of your stuff yourself. You come get your food when it's called and there are no waiters or waitresses. Wow. So all of those waiters and waitresses who looked forward to Gen Con because they'd make like half a year's like tips in like one weekend and they'd willingly work all of Gen Con now can't do that. Dude, I remember when I went, there was, uh, we would go to the, uh, the Ram is not open anymore, right? And that's no longer a place. They closed. The Ram was the place to go. And I remember talking to some of the wait staff and the owner of the Ram would bus extra people in from Bloomington, Indiana, and they would work just the weekend. And the wait staff were saying, we're making a bankroll. And the guy that ran the Ram told us, he goes, man, I make a third of what I'm making the whole year during Gen Con. So that's a shame. It's a lot of money people not making because of that it's pretty bad 57 million this year that gen con brought to uh indianapolis yeah Uh, right and they probably could have brought a little bit more if they weren't such dickheads oh yeah Yeah, about the mask and the vax there would be more people there There there's a lot of people that didn't go just because of those things there was one thing i did notice though uh there were a lot of empty booths Far more than I expected. It's where the curtains are there. The the booth space is empty, and they have the placard for the uh, company that's supposed to be in that space. But they're just missing. They either never showed up, or you know, it's so so there were a lot of people attending, but there were also a lot of vendors or whatever people in the booths that didn't not there yeah we were supposed to share a booth wall with exploding kittens mm-hmm. which i was kind of worried about that because i know how big of a draw exploding kittens is and that big yeah, furry yeah. kitten vending machine yeah uh, that my wife loves to try out every year right. uh yeah we were going to share a booth uh, booth wall with them mm-hmm. and possibly have you know lines wrapped around our booth but they didn't show up nope didn't show up they had had a little booth at asmodee um you know demoing the game and stuff but they the big kitty vending machine not there well you never know why there's some of that going on there's some people didn't go because and I, i saw some commentary people didn't go because they they called it a super spreader event Wow. Even with all the restrictions, oh, and then God. you had folks didn't go because of the restrictions, right? Um, and then so you don't know uh, which side these folks are on who didn't show up or had altered their presentation like the um, uh, exploding kittens did. So who knows? I noticed that a lot of people didn't. I didn't see as much like 
blatant virtue signaling as I have seen in previous years. I mean, it was there, but not to the extent that I was for the last couple of years used to. Really? They, they didn't, they didn't advertise a lot of the, the, the woke stuff. Were there protesters out front saying you should move to a different state because of reasons? Because I, I, I heard some of that, too. Nope. And uh, we don't need to get into it, but that's I was just curious if there was any of that. If there were protesters, never saw them. So it sounds like the mass stuff didn't stop a lot of people, good, bad or ugly, and stop as many as you thought. Um were there people were there any big companies that, that you would say didn't show and you were kind of surprised? Steve Jackson game. Oh, oh yeah, they bowed out, didn't they? Yep. They quit. Pies are the one not they, as packed this year. Really? I think, fact, I think every time I walked over towards Pizza, they had like there was no line and there was like you know, only a few people milling around in there. Hmm. And that kind of shocked me because usually Paizo is the one booth that everybody is scrambling to get into. And I don't know if it was just every time I went over there, but I went over there quite a few times and it's, it wasn't as packed as I would have expected it to be. Yeah. Now, was uh, Cuckalist, I mean, Catalyst Games seemed to be affected by the Pardo thing. Did you see them? <laughs> I saw them. And yes, I... I even made a purchase there. I will. I, I, I will. I will get fast. on your knees and beg for forgiveness right now. <laughs> How dare you? No, 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 no. I, I will not bend the knee, even if it's for that. <laughs> um, no, I, I bought stuff for uh, Shadowrun. And uh, it's understandable. Uh, what are you going to do? Personally, for those, for those I who don't. Interested in the old um, Shadowrun trading card game? They're bringing it back. Hmm. That's another thing that's coming back. Yeah, uh, the old Shadowrun trading card game. They renamed it um, Edgewise, Edge something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're bringing it back at the living card game model that Fantasy Flight Games had. So there's no collectible element for it. Kickstarter will be up sometime in a couple months. Yes, Malachi has it right why Steve Jackson didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. Those are the protesters that they said were going to be out there was the abortion uh, protesters. And you saw them? I saw Never saw pro, I saw a picture they were protesting protesting something else. Yeah. But uh, a different thing. But Probably protesting being protesters. Are pretty good this year. I, I never really ate at the food trucks before um, this year, but uh, well, the food was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I especially a lot of times like, uh, it is. I especially like the uh, Wild Bill's uh, soda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you said something about that online too. That's I, cool. I bought uh, a mug from them uh, for forty-five bucks. Thing is, is as an exhibitor, they put on a little tag on it that gives you free refills the entire weekend. Nice. So we, we got our money's worth out of it. That's good. Hey, you also mentioned Heroescape's going to be coming back, right? Heroescape's coming back. Ooh, that's so cool. Uh, they haven't yeah. decided on how they're 
they're doing it, whether Hasbro Pulse is going to run another crowdfunding campaign or not. Just That's that. a Hasbro property? Yeah. They own okay. Avalon Hill, and Avalon Hill owns HeroScape. Now, have they always owned HeroScape? Did Avalon Hill um, make it first? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, it, I wonder if it coming back out is going to increase or decrease like the eBay prices for older stuff. Because I was I was uh, looking because uh, has, that's probably has, if I get any of it, it'll be there. But it's pretty expensive. I oh. imagine it'd be the the same thing as with HeroQuest. I mean, HeroQuest, I don't think it's really affected too much of the pricing of uh, classic HeroQuest. And speaking of HeroQuest, uh, the Mage in the Mirror a.k.a. the Elf Quest Pack, is due out this uh, coming spring. Yeah, I own uh, most of the HeroScape stuff, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to it. I look forward but, uh, to you guys buying it and telling <laughs> me about it. <laughs> they got a sweet new dragon. Uh, Patrick showed the picture of that. I'm pretty excited about getting Oh, he's not going to be suckered in for a dragon. <laughs> yeah. So but, yeah, I had a I had a good time. What's Hero Escape? Well, it has a lot more than four minis. Yeah, a whole a whole boatload, dude. Well, I guess you have your team. So when you when you deploy your team as a player, you have four or five figures of yours, and then something like that, right? If yeah, he's looking Shana, at pictures Shana from said, Gen Hero Con. Escape? Oh, Shauna said, "What's Hero Escape? Is that the game with the four minis and plastic textiles?" If he's if he's or... referring to Avalon Hill's uh, display model yeah i think it only had like four minis on it and then you know the plastic hex styles yeah but there's a bunch of they have a well the old the old iteration of the game which this there's no reason for them to switch gears and make new rules or anything like that <clears throat> here there, there is a buttload of uh figures and, and stuff but a set has probably 20 figures in it something like that Depends on depending on which one you get. Set, you get more than that. Yeah. HeroQuest proved that all you have to do is re-release an old nostalgia game, and people will pay top dollar for it. Uh, I've got just about all the HeroScape stuff. I think I'm missing a couple of the last few things where they went out of business, but I've got a buttload, and I had a bunch myself, and I bought the superheroes, and I bought the D and D one. That's the only that's the only miniatures war game that I've played that really holds my attention because it's simple. Mm -hmm. I don't like the games that are overly complex and you got to have a whole book for your army. You got to paint all that crap. I mean, there's great people that want to do it, but I'm a real, yeah, yeah, that's it. Heroescape, that's what they're going to call it, right, Patrick? Age of Annihilation? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's right, Shauna. So um, I, I think it's going to, I hope it's good. We'll see. I, I'm, I hope they don't change the rules too much, but I'm, much, but I'm sure they will. So. Um, I... I wouldn't bet on that. And like I said, uh, Hero Quest, Hero Quest is like piece for piece, word for word, uh, just a re-release of classic Hero Quest. There were no rule yeah. changes at all. I've still got my uh, Mythic tier in its original shipping box. I have not even you. Uh, you will be able to get some good money for that. Yeah, or 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 when uh, we hook up tomorrow for me to. To help you move that giant heavy thing, yeah, that could be your payment. As tempting as that sounds, I don't think I'm going to need you tomorrow, Joe. Not <laughs> 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 <Busting>. kidding, <laughs> dickhead. 
yeah. So over. So how did Pony Hat do? How did you guys do in the end? Did you sell some good stuff? Did you make a little cash? We um, we didn't make back what was actually spent on the booth uh, from like years ago. But as far as sales, uh, this was probably our best year for only having one uh, little card game. Uh, you Brimley, know, you might Brimley have a huge draw. You might have had some Koof uh, uh, magic this year with fewer other vendors. They had they the like the thing that you don't like having next to your booth, drawing all the eyes away. Since people had the time to look at what you had to offer, they're right. like, "Oh yeah, I like that." Did you sell out then of your stuff you took? Um, the only thing we have left are core sets of our game. We sold out of all of our the copies of our expansion. We sold all of, out of all of our little plush Brimleys. Yeah. Uh, we had one little thing called the Brimley Bundle where it was like everything in a in a bag and yeah. uh, charged like 25 for it. Yeah, we sold out of all of those. Just a board? Uh, I don't think so. Well, it's, it's a board game. And so? A, kind of. Kind of. Except you don't move. I mean... It's more of a, ba- a little miniature skirmish game is what it is. It's a skirmish game. Yeah. It's, I brought it to Cabin Con. We played it. Yeah. 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 It's all right. It's not, it's not role playing. I mean, you can, you could role play it kind of if you wanted to, but that's not, it's, that's not the point. And it's not a war game. It's not, it's not a full on, it's not Warhammer in complexity. I mean, it's no, no. a little risk-like. I think it's risk-like. You roll shields, yeah. I think I roll swords. I, I guess I missed the, the, point that Shauner was trying to make. It's just a board game. Oh, Hero Quest. My bad, Shauner. I thought it was Hero Escape. I misread that, dude. Shauner said Hero Quest is just a board game. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Is that a board game? Hero Quest? Yeah. yeah. It's a board game. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. My, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Shauner was... I'm, I'm just not sure what it was being compared to. Or... No, so oh, no. you had Hero Escape, which is more the skirmishing, like what you were yeah. talking about, Randy, and, yeah. and Sorry Hero... About that, Hero oh, Quest is the board game, and they're both fine for what they do. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I get what he's saying now. He's talking yeah. about it being a fixed board rather than, you know, something modular. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And Hero Quest, yes, is just one board, and all the dungeons they make for it um, fit within that specific board. Would you agree? I think Malachi's got it, Patrick. Yeah, it's a dungeon delve board game like Descent. Exactly. It was yeah, the original yeah. one, wasn't it? The original one next to Dungeon, mm-hmm. the little game by. It was. It was the first really big one. Uh, there was there was Dungeon, of course, but it wasn't really the same. I um, Hero Quest was the first one that you know really brought in all the miniatures and all the fun stuff and escape. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he was responding to. Right? Yes. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You want to really get confused? That's, that's up in the chat that we did. Yeah. See. Okay. Okay. We just missed There's that. There's a yeah. Hero Quest role playing game that has absolutely nothing to do with Hero Quest. Oh my! <laughs> Except uh, brand recognition, maybe trying to get some sales that way. I think that's why we didn't have a Hero Quest board game revival sooner. So right. because uh, the the name Hero Quest was uh, snatched up by. Um, uh, the guys who who did uh, Rune Quest. Yeah. 
Um, so, Patrick, w- would you say then that on a scale as a vendor, how would you rank this amongst your trips to Gen Con as a vendor? You've been a vendor, what, like six, seven times? How many times you been now as a vendor? More than that? I think, I think f- either four or five. Okay. So it's weird when you miss a couple of years. So let's say five that you've been there. Is it your, your best, your worst, right in the middle? How would you say? Um, if you take everything into consideration, uh, it is not the best Gen Con just because of those masks. The masks drove me nuts. Yeah. And you had to wear the mask while you were in the vendor hall, and then you could take it off, or while you were uh, in the no, while you were in the convention center, but not if you were in a, ho- a satellite hotel, no, doing something. Oh, because there was lots of gaming when I went last. I went in other hotels. That and there were a lot of people trying to skirt the mask thing too. Good for them. So there was there were times I walked into uh the convention center and in more of the out of the way places you saw tons of people who were around the gaming table none of them wearing masks yeah they even uh in the um in the exhibitor hall the the two hours before uh they let everybody in there was a ton of vendors that were just nobody was wearing a mask and then like day two they made an announcement, you know, Atten- attention Gen Con exhibitors, you must wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. Wow. But during the operating hours, all the vendors were wearing masks and all the attendees were wearing masks in the exhibit hall and in the convention center. But once yep. you got outside of the convention center, they're controlled. As soon as I got onto a skywalk to go to a hotel. Done. Yeah. Yeah, because the rest of Indiana uh, went away from mask mandates. A while quite back. A while, quite a while. Oh, in the Gen Con block party where all the food trucks were. Nobody's wearing masks. Food trucks, fabulous food. Very cool. I mean, you you have your few people who are like, I'm going to mask for the rest of my life. I'm going to wear a hazmat <laughs> suit to Gen Con. Right. But, uh, you know, that's not not the majority. Yeah, I agree with that, Mr. Blavan. Yep. Mass right, right, really so Gary Con yeah. statistics back that up. Gary Con's worse. I know you got to have a mask and you gotta have boosters. all boosters. Oh wow, all boosters. Goodness. So you know, Eric Tenkar was talking about somebody he knew that she got her first uh, COVID booster, caused heart palpitations. Her do- her doctor says, "Okay, no more getting boosters." Now she can't go to Gary Con and. It's like she couldn't go to Jerry, Gary Con just because they don't have all the boosters. Did Tinkar say he was going? You remember? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he didn't mention it. Well, that's not yeah. that. Shauner said Comic Con had masks, but the celebrities didn't wear them. Of course. <laughs> Rules for thee, right. but not for me. Gotcha. That tracks. That Roger. tracks. So we were going to have a bit of a an announcement. Well, plan we'll say it's not really an announcement but we're gonna we have some plans that will make some people happy are they are there any questions from you guys or or our lovely viewers yeah do we have yes oh dm kurt welcome yeah so and i agree with that yeah, yeah. celebrities don't have to wear them no one should and you've seen that in a lot of uh pictures of of um 
important politicians when they have their parties that all the all the uh, all the quote unquote down. important people are maskless until there's a photo and then um, an important photo and but all the servant class people <laughs> have their masks on it's really bad Violent Solves Everything asks if I got to look at Rollmaster Unified, and if I did, what are my thoughts? I did get to check out uh, Rollmaster Unified. They did not. They missed. Uh, they missed the mark by about two weeks from having you know a print run because they're they're, they're in their final layout stages. But um, Nick Morowitz brought um, these big spiral bound tomes uh, for Rollmaster Unified and had everything in it. Man, oh man. Uh, if you Did th- multiple people have to carry them? Yes. Monks <laughs> had to bring them in. Wow. Yeah. Um, there were several offers. How much just to buy these spiral bounds? And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, no. <laughs> But man, that thing is going to be massive. I mean, it's bad enough that the heart bestiary that they just put out is thick enough to kill somebody with. Mm-hmm. Rollmaster Unified is going to be three of those. Whoa! Yeah, for they, the core really game. Bad. For the core game. Oh well, normally it's uh, character law, arms law, and claw law. That's that's the Rollmaster paradigm from it's it's basically going to be i saw it for sale but i didn't i didn't thumb through it um i didn't get as much time in the uh, exhibit hall that i would have liked i bet jeff this is for your money to buy that though didn't he (laughs) now he's talking about for folks um on the audio Yeah, Legend of the Five Rings. Uh, Martinson had a question about that, if he saw it and what his thoughts were. But yeah, yeah, I, I, the five I, e phys- I physically saw the book, but I didn't get to look at it. Right. So um, you didn't quite finish what you were saying about uh, Rollmaster Unified. Three volumes, big uh, big enough to you need, need a truck to drive it into your and back it into your it, game yeah, room. It, it basically takes every single book that Rollmaster has ever put out collates every single rule and every class and every background and every everything and puts it into three gigantic tomes. Is it bigger than this one? That is about the size it's going to be. Yeah, because you're looking at the one we're going to be giving away tonight, Grimtooth's Trap, in comparisons on top. Here's the other one. And Grimtooth is a beast. Yeah. Weird, 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 weird uh, frontier. Frontiers. Baby, baby, sorry. Let me get it right. I hey. can't even imagine what Rollmaster Unified spell law is going to look like. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah. That's weird. I mean, I understand, but some of that collating, they had to have discovered that some of it is overlap or not needed or not well designed. So, why don't we just burn it? But, no. They decided to keep all the things. Do you do you know if that's the case that they one they definitely kept all the things, or if, or if any of it got scrapped? Um, 
I didn't I didn't do that close of a deep dive on it. Well, um, I mean, that would just be a question to ask somebody. That wouldn't be right. something that he would want to try to go through the book and say, I wonder if this particular thing from this obscure book is in here and then come through it now. I, I, I do know that um, had had RMU been out and available, mm-hmm. uh, they would have made a lot more in sales because most people came by looking for that. Yeah. Although, uh, to their credit, they uh, they did sell a lot of the Harp uh, core books, which means that uh, they got a lot of newcomers uh, into Ooh. Harp this year. And I think half of that was due to uh, Aaron Smalley running games like a madman. Yeah. And this dude was running like 16 hours a day. Whoa. Games of harp. And man's a machine. (laughs) Dude, violence solves everything. Says, well, I don't have a problem with thick books. I'm disappointed to hear this because they only do POD, print on demand, and not proper print runs. Is that the case that you're only going to do print on demand for that book? Um, well, if it comes from a good uh, uh, printer, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter, but I get what he's saying. Generally, print on demand runs are, or a print on demand thing. I do know that uh, Drive Through RPG did their print run uh, for their new books for this year. Yeah. And there was a bit of a problem mm-hmm. with the print run of the Harp Bestiary soft cover. Now, the hard covers didn't have any problems. But the soft cover, there were a f- quite a few of their soft cover books where the page numbers are like all over the place. Oh no! Like page one, page fifty, page three, page seventy-five, oh, page no. three hundred forty-two. Oh page- my! <laughs> so the the pages were in order, but they were misnumbered like crazy. Um, or are you saying they were misnumbered or they were out of order? They were out of order. They were all over the place. Yikes. So, that's, that's a bad look. Iron Crown, hope you get your money back. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. was that a print run or was that a print on demand? Probably, probably a print run uh, specifically print for run. the convention. Yeah. Although I did the, pick up a heart beast, Jerry. I Mine was hardcover, though, so mine is numbered correctly. I think that considering the uh, supply chain issues and other things that have happened over the last couple of years, that uh, I'm hoping that more printers in the U.S. will open up. Yeah, printers. um, I got to meet with uh, a few uh, manufacturers that are hawking their services. Cool. Uh, one approached me. Uh, they print out of Poland. Oh, that's cool. Uh, if if I can if I can have an alternative to China, I will Amen, take it. In fact, um, I had a fifteen minute conversation with um, some of the guys over at. Uh, there's the press that does uh, Shadows of Esterin and Fate Forge. Mm-hmm. Um, man, they're not pleased with China. <laughs> no, no one should be. They no went on be. for 15 minutes. Uh, this guy went on for 15 minutes. With, Don't you get me started on China. <laughs> <laughs> we like, should... I'm trying to avoid them myself. 
All right. Are you still on about Lulu Legion of Myth? <laughs> he needs a non-Lulu printer. Help a brother out. <laughs> yeah, he has some issues. They're they're legitimate. Yep. Yeah, I, it'd be nice if out of this could come some uh, more printers here, other printers overseas, so that you can print things there and not have the shipping issue. So if we could, if we could. Um, uh oh, uh oh. No, I'm on about having effing books that need to be printed. <laughs> All right, baby. I get that. So, yeah, um, if we can find some alternate resource for folks, maybe start get a network going, that'd be great. Yeah. So, all right, let's see if I can. I'm going to look for questions. You two talk. Yeah, so besides, uh, I know Brimley did pretty was pretty popular. Still, a lot of kids looking. At, Brimley is his little puppet hat. You have, you have a little puppet uh, box that Jeff made for you guys this year, and you kind of use the hat as a little puppet, and that was pretty popular, right, folks? Are, it's not just popular with kids. No, adults like it too. Cool. They're going to. There's going to be tons of videos out there of. Uh, you know Brimley videos like right. uh, when I was when I was working them one day um, there were a bunch of people that come by and ask can I take a video mm-hmm. you may take a video <laughs> say hi to my kids hi to my kids <laughs> <laughs> was there anything else outside of pointy hat that you would say was a big buzz at Gen Con hmm USR games at Gen Con. Iron Man asks. Um, if you consider um, maybe like RuneQuest mm-hmm. uh, might be considered OSR. Well, they haven't changed their rule set, right? Not really. It's the same game, so kind of, yeah. In you fact, I picked up a copy of RuneQuest. You couldn't say for sure there was no like 1E e or 2E e going on, right? No, but there were a few booths that were selling uh, some ancient books. Really? Yeah, you could. You could. Uh, there was some place where you could pick up the the old uh, basic and expert sets for relatively cheap. Yeah. Cool. Well, man, that's is, cool. Yeah. So, um, anything else you want to say about uh, Gen Con? I don't see any real questions here for you. Yeah. This point. Well. Um, I'm going back next year. Uh, I hope Gen Con uh, gets better. I hope they ditch their mask mandates and, you know, maybe maybe keep the woke stuff to a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I hope they do too. Prevalent this year. Hell, I couldn't even find, we didn't even find the BIPOC room. (laughs) I couldn't find (laughs) it. And you look for it some? We it was on the second floor somewhere, and Joyce said there was a sign for it. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those little easel signs that's just kind of outside the door, <laughs> so they didn't really make a big stink of it. Well, that's fine. That's Thanks, fine. Legion's uh, begging you not to go back. Legion missed Patrick. <laughs> no, don't do it. You'll become a pod person. <laughs> a print on demand pod. person? Because I, I I might get into that. <laughs> what? What? Print on demand. Demand person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right. Well, if that's all from well, the Gen uh, Con. For, for, for Legion of Myth, um, the magic book for uh, Earth Dawn 4th uh, edition, 
I asked, and they said that it should be uh, available for purchase in uh, a few weeks. Cool. Okie dokie. All right, so with that being it, we're going to say good evening to Patrick, hang out with thy wife, and go to thy workplace. Yes, man. Have a good one, guys. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Always a pleasure. All right. All right. All right, now that we have the place to ourselves. Right. No one's around to hear us. Perfect. All right. Legion of Myth. I don't buy ED books anymore. I didn't know uh, there were erectile dysfunction books. Are there? I'm not. Oh, that must not be what ED means. What am I? What am I missing? What am I missing? <laughs> He's trying to avoid having to drink. I think. Yeah, yeah. Ed books. Ed. And he meant Ed. Yes, Ed books. Yes. Not Ed. Hey, Bruce. Yep. Bruce and All house. right. So let's get on with this 100th episode. Yeah, theme. man, the century mark. That's pretty cool. I was about to scour the internet for some fitting uh, imagery for our our um, thumbnail. Yeah. And then I just went with text. There you go. That's I fine. had a I had a had a long day. So fair enough, man. No worries. Um, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Talk about a cartoon you can't make these days. Yeah. Hey, and that wasn't that that long ago. Hey, since we're transitioning, you want to tell them to do the things? Let's do the things. Do the things, people. Like this sweet podcast, number 100. And subscribe. Like, subscribe, comment, hit the bell notification. Make sure you're still subscribed. Yes. If, if uh, that's an issue, because for some it is. Um, if you want to support us, in the cash way. Let me see if I can find this. Do I have it? I'll put your little scroller up. Nod. No, oh, yeah, the scroller. The scroller. Sweet scroller. That's there. Yeah, pay us. Oh, no, wait a minute. There they are. All the sweet Any, any and all donations to Biggest Geekest go, uh, well, a portion of it will go to um, support Big Geek Emporium. Right. Which is having some bumps. Okay. Well, I gave you that contact. Have you contacted? You are not contacted. Yes, yes, I did. Okay. So we're going to set up a a talk time at some point. Excellent. All right. So we finally made it to 100. Yep. Um, It's a little, it's a little hinky because I made some, um, some videos for us out of the normal order, but our, all of our properly, um, numbered episodes are at 100 yeah um i kind of wonder if you're if you're willing to go down this path i want to talk about our history with dandy i was thinking about that do you remember when we because we we're mainly D guys and do you remember i think i played before you right i got the you game did before. you did so I remember correctly um came home from church one sunday I must have been 11 or 12. And my cousins, uh, Rodney Ryan and Gerald, JR, were talking about a bugbear army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? So I said, What is up, a bugbear? Yes, yeah, a bugbear, a bear, bug, a bear. What the heck's going on? And so I check it out, and boy, they are like having a heck of a time talking about magic weapons and spells. And I'm like, man, this sounds 
awesome. Um, what? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that is that is not me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What That's are you doing, Randy? Your wife. Joe, <laughs> you Joe two are going to be the twins, and wear the same shirt. I'm so very proud of you two, and love you very much. That is my wonderful wife, Deborah. <laughs> yeah, my like, shirt, my shirt that it matches his shirt. We is plan in to the, wear this. Is in the wash. Yeah, we were going to be like you know, <sighs> totally simpatico. Thanks, hon. So anyway, she's watching us probably for the first time all the way <laughs> listening to us anyway. Um, so d and I remember that, and I got into that, was playing with them. And, you know, like I said, my cousin Rodney, I got to tip my hat to him. He's the one who got me into it. And I went down the road for a player for a while, found out I was a very sucky player. And I said, you know what? I need to hornswoggle my pal Joe, Robert, and Gary, get them into this game. Is that what you were calling as the first time you played? Gary's Basement? Gary's Basement. Right. Not Gary Gygax, unfortunately, but our friend Gary. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, so do you have any things that you remember from the very early years? And we had that sweet little red box or magenta box, whatever it was we played. I can't recall which one I had. And we were playing D&D down in the basement. Anything about that? You, do you even remember stuff? I got one situation. I'm, I'm intrigued to see if you have it, if you remember. I got two, maybe. If I remember anything, anything particular? About, yeah, I mean... The, the crossbow. Really, <laughs> the crossbow. I the throw crossbow. my crossbow. I throw my that crossbow. wasn't me, because I knew what a crossbow was, but we had a very young player at the time, Eric, mm-hmm. yeah. and he... Maybe he was... You know, I don't... I don't get being scared at the game table, but he was very young and he panicked and which he did frequently at the game. <laughs> yeah. Quick decision. Ah, let me do the wrong thing. Because that always works. And throwing the crossbow. I throw my crossbow. Well, to be fair to him, he was the youngest at the, t- youngest at the table and Joe's character goes, I, I throw him, I throw a magic missile. Uh, friend Robert goes, I throw a spear. Gary yeah. goes, I throw my dagger. And he goes, I throw my crossbow. And we're all like, what? Why are you talking crossbow? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was crazy. So there was a lot of like things got pretty wild during that era. We did lots oh, of sure. stuff, magic items all over the place. A lot of give and take. I'd give them to you, and I'd take them from you. Right. Wind <laughs> elemental, or no? Wind just the king, the king. Right. That's why you Kang. the king. And Kang, uh, king of the white wind elementals, you have entered his domain somehow in the in this random dungeon somewhere. The very um, first adventure I ran you guys through was that uh, you had to retrieve Excalibur for King Arthur. <laughs> right, right, because you know we were we were uh, you know low level PCs, and he's and he couldn't go get it himself. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's true, Malachi. He didn't want to be left out, so he had to throw something. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, and uh, so, yeah, and then I, I thought I had a penultimate adventure after a while. What is that, Bruce? Oh, that's something else that's going on in chat. Oh. Someone in there, someone's got coyotes. Gotcha. Get them. I think that was Mr. Boivin. Yes, yes. Coyote stuff. Um, do you have anything from the early days that you, I mean, my, all my memories there are pretty much, they're hilarious and fond. I don't regret really anything <laughs> that we oh, did. Um I don't know if I would change it. Maybe I Gary, Gary always had 
lycanthropes at his command somehow. Yes. Was it lycanthropes? Control, and yeah. Who, who was it that had the elementals? Was that you? Um, no, you were running things. Somebody yeah. had elementals. I, I, I was pretty fond of giving rings or the controlled the controlled creatures. Um, and you guys, yeah, I don't know who it was. I think Eric had that, actually, the elemental control. Maybe. Well, there was, there, it was a, a regular thing. Gary, no matter what player, it seemed like he frequently ended up with lycanthropes under his control. Right. And then somebody had... Somebody had the elementals. And then we always pitted the Roman and the Norse gods against each other, like Greek. the WWE. Yeah, the, well, Greek, the Greek. The Greek. We got to where we could summon, because we played like you could like summon gods with right prayers. And I don't know what we did, but yeah, it was nice. And then it became, you know, if we got into a fight, if two characters got into a fight, they would summon their god. I don't know. Yeah, we, you know, it came from not reading the rules. Yeah. Now, but then. Once, we, and once I actually read the rules and then we were like oh okay all the shenanigans must end joe's like we're not we're not doing this right we're not doing this right <laughs> yeah and you know you know i remember you you i don't know if you were in this adventure or not uh, so we were i was a monty hall dm from about 12 to probably 13 14 um just cl- crazy give everything away and we were sliding into first edition just slowly getting books and uh we were still playing a mixture of the basic set and one e and I remember the last adventure I ran as a Monty Hall DM. Uh, my cousin Rodney again was playing as a multi-class ninja illusionist who had grenades. Because we used to be able to convince you to yeah. let us run the NPC classes from the Dragon Magazine. As right. This doesn't look that powerful. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and there was, I could have sworn there was some kind of, at a certain level, a ninja could make like a grenade type thing. Grenades, yeah. And they had make them. They didn't have to buy them. You guys were so high level and so loaded down and powerful. You went to the first level of the nine hells. Now on 1E, that's where you fought Tiamat or where you could you could fight her. Could. Had you fight her. And you guys killed her with a freaking grenade Great. because her body had like 50 stupid hit points. I was like, what? <laughs> it was so ridiculous. And I threw my hands up and said, yeah, you get all the treasure. You got all the magic items. You win the game. I'm out. I was just I was just flabbergasted. And so realized that Joe had been talking about probably for at least six months to a year, but hey, we're doing the game wrong. He's like kind of trying to feed me these ideas. I'm just like, keep playing. And Joe didn't care because he's still having fun. He casting high level spells. But then I said, okay, we're starting over. And I'm said, D8 hit points. That's how it's going to be. Good luck. And I think that's when I started down the path of magic items. What are you talking about? What are these magic items you speak of? <laughs> no. You don't need no stinking magic items. Stinking magic items, man. And uh, during high school and stuff, I think we hit our stride playing 1E for the most part. Correct, Arn Man. I had yet to meet the Terrask, and we had not yet fallen in love. I did not gotten Monster Manual 2. But when I did, oh, yes, it was a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we played pretty hardcore, and then even I can't remember how long after high school before you went full time in the military. It was, I think, two years. Because we did this, so it had to have been. Wait a minute, we did that survey, right? Yeah, we did the survey, and did two E come out after you had already moved away? It may have, um, because what it, what I ended up doing was I, I, my the junior year in high school, 
Pat Summer. I went to basic training. Then I finished high school and went to AIT, which is your job training in the military at the time. I don't know what they call it now. But and then I came back and then did a couple of years in college oh, and yeah. decided to go active duty. So, we played yeah. second for a little while. Oh, my wife's chiming in. She says four year, 40 years later, he still doesn't give up. <laughs> he says you've got to earn them. And then when you earn them by adventuring, because that's what earning in D&D is, is adventuring. I'm wondering about, about that, Joe and my dear wife. Um, what, is, what does Bruce say? Randy, get salt in wounds? Is that, a, is that actual, a, is that a product? Or are you just saying, I don't Yeah, get Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> oh, that's a Terrasque adventure. Yeah, Debs. Yeah, thanks, Malachi. He said uh, 2E came out in 89. Darth, uh, Darth sends you, sends you condolences, Deb. So, but hey, suck it so up. So we Deb. graduated We graduated in 85. We did. And then I went active in 87. But, we, but, but you came back to college still, right? No, no, I went active duty in 87. That's two years later, after, after high school. Oh, and okay. then Tui comes out in... Um, 89. Yeah. I was in Germany for that. Right. Max has Max got my back. Says, good man. Magic's be just out of reach. Real enough to tease you, but a fantasy at the table. Right on, dude. Yeah. You guys have it wrong. They're what, in the book for a reason. What a crutch. Oh, no. Aaron. He's a good dude, but dang. He was born in 85. That's all right. We'll forgive you. I was just getting up. We were. We just got up for breakfast in 85. It's breakfast time. So yeah, we just finished high school. Yeah. So we were pretty much Greyhawk hardcore then. And yeah. you left for the military. I was going to college nearby. Um, then we got in second edition, played that pretty hard, fought Forgotten Realms, a little bit of Greyhawk. And when I was about getting tired of that, uh, along came Ravenloft. I loved that for a while. Joe was not in the picture then. Um, and... Um, I did the whole thing, and then Planescape came, and that's <laughs> Malachi. Brandy does prefer. That's true. I do have better taste. So, so mm-hmm. <laughs> Savage World drifts. I, I think I think uh, taste has been uh, made questionable. That's what they're saying. I can't believe it. Um. So, oh, oh, look, pause again. Yeah, Max. That's right. Max says the Legion of Myth. Max. They are in the DMG. That's magic items. Therefore, magic is for the NPCs. That's what your I'm. Lo- your logic is flawed, <laughs> because there are also um, treasure tables in the DMG for when you fight and defeat the monsters. So, your logic is flawed, sir. Disagree. The treasure was for the monsters. If you happen to get it, good for you. But I did my best not to actually have it ever exist. Right, right. <laughs> I roll, I roll, I, hey, is it my fault that I kept rolling like zero five and never getting treasure? <laughs> yes, because that sounds like a cheat. Maybe. You cheated. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't roll at all. It's possible. It's possible. Um, so anyway, uh, we did the whole, you know, Planescape, Ravenloft, and all the box sets, collected like a crazy man. Um, I did. And Joe was kind of, you were a, didn't you collect uh, quite a few things in the military? Second edition? Second edition, yes. Yeah. Uh, I even, I think, on uh, when I got back from Germany, I had in tow uh, the black player option, DM option books. Right. Um, and was puzzled about them because after I bought them, because, you know, you buy them. You, you, there's not try before you buy back in the day. 
you just bought them. And then you get into them and you're like, oh, this may not be as good as what I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, you were fascinated at first. Um, but um, I'm sorry, guys. Both my wife and I are both um, responding under my <laughs> under my. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's going to be tricky to tell. It won't be hard to tell. It's her. I think she needs to get her own her own screen ID. Then we you need yeah. to you need to uh, sort that mess out. So uh, she's trying to do multiple things, so she's probably only halfway listening at this point. But yeah, <laughs> so, we, so you and I didn't play a lot of two E together, did we? I don't Say think we did. I don't think you and I played a lot of second edition together, did we? No, no, because I was in Germany when it came out, and by the time it was rolling around to third edition, by the time I got back to the states. And you were in DC. Uh, or I was still, I don't know, I was still on active duty when third edition oh, came out. Wasn't okay. I? You, well, you uh, went to Oklahoma for a bit and then you went to DC and that's when third yeah. edition came out. Now we got back in tighter contact then. A lot of talking on the phone back and forth. Yeah. We were both excited about third and third came in and we both played and we kind of kept in contact about how much we liked it. I learned a lot about the campaigns you played in DC and you're, I remember you had a halfling dude that was a pretty powerful cleric. That was pretty cool. Right. And I played all kinds of third edition games. I mean, from pretty much all over the place. Yeah, third edition. I can't remember the. I can't remember the date that it came out, but I didn't. I wasn't uh, separated from the military until uh, two thousand. So it was. It was out before that. Three E made me get out of the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, because you had to go buy all the books, right, Max? You had to get out quick and have more time to play. Yeah. He didn't have. He didn't get paid enough by the Air Force to to buy the books, so he had to get a different job. And before long, <laughs> uh, Joe and I got back in uh, the same region. He ended up moving here to Michigan. Michigan. And we we were playing. Was it three five by then? Probably was. Probably was. And we were hardcore three five. We rolled into Pathfinder. We were playing. We played my I played a big uh, Seven Spheres campaign. That's kind of legendary. Joe was a big part of that. And um, we took characters from one to way past twenty, and uh, we had a heck of a good time with third edition. It was it was fun. Character. I built. think that I think that um, once when I moved to Michigan, three five was in its twilight, I think. and then soon after that they were talking about fourth, and then Pathfinder came out. Yeah, and about the time they were jabbering about fourth is when Cabin Con started somewhere in yeah, there. somewhere around there. Uh, I mean. So this past uh, cabin con was what number? Sixteen. So, sixteen years ago. Oh six. Two thousand nine would be when Pathfinder came out, I think. So yeah, four E Pathfinder, right around that. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I don't know. I don't remember the the years that all these things came out. It, at my age, everything bleeds together sometimes. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's how that's our role through the editions, and then we got into Pathfinder, which is not D and D, but it it's tried to be three point seven five. Really, to be honest, yeah, it's the same. It's a three E engine. And Cabin Con had a good five or six years where Pathfinder was the game that everybody played. Uh, we had a massive group campaign. We played stuff at home, Rise of the Rune Lords, different adventure paths. Really, just that adventure path. I got I collected a bunch of them. I got them on my shelf back there, but. 
don't have him. Yeah, we were chasing the the new shiny, except 4E just wasn't good enough. No, we we were. I remember that. You remember the first Cabin Con though? We were talking about it. It was like, oh my gosh, are we going to switch? And they were saying all the right things, but when it came out, we were like, uh, it's dog poop. Yeah, I think. I think Pathfinder must come out after a Cabin Con start. I don't remember. Anyway, and then uh, not too long ago, the 2014 was 5e. We skipped that for several years and continue with Pathfinder. I, I continue the skipping unless yeah. somebody drags me kicking and screaming into a game. Well, or just Randy says I'm going to roll 5e. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Don't play, but I understand it. it. Like I said, it's always my second choice. If we sit down with five guys, like, what are we going to play? And we're like, hey, let's play D&D. I'll probably proffer up several other editions before fifth, but if we're all kind of him hauling around, how about 5e? And a lot of times, um, <laughs> my wife, she was bad. Oh, she put a, she put a theme, she put a little icon so we know who's who. There you go. There you go. Good yeah. job. She's a she's a she's a being nice to her hubby. She said it was the best campaign ever done. You need to write the book. She keeps telling me I should write the book, but no one wants to hear about that. I do appreciate it. Um, <sighs> Legion, why did you do that? What did he say there? It was not 3E, no, but it wasn't anything that I liked either. You have to admit, it was worse than 3E, Max. Come on, dude. You can't possibly think 3E was worse. I guess you I, could. I don't think he does. Okay. Or he doesn't... I mean, he, We'll just let him speak for it. He probably, basically, Max says, I bought four. He was hoping it wasn't three. And he was partially right, I guess. Oh, it wasn't three, but it was, yeah, it was something. But anyway, so 5e, I played for a while. You weren't really into it. And we bounced around recently. Kind of Savage Worlds. 13th Age had a long, had a long stint at our table. And uh, 5e is going around. Now we're kind of back to basics. Literally, yeah, this because, Thursday, we're starting yeah. a campaign of OSE. So. Yeah, because I don't want to give my money to people that hate me. Yep. And from all appearances, Wizards of the Coast and Pathfinder are peopled by folks who would be abhorred or find, would find my stance as abhorrent, even though they're pretty uncontroversial. <laughs> That's crazy. That is the so, Okay, good, good, good. We thought we we thought we were going to have to talk him down from the ledge, but right. yeah. Yeah, he said, no, 4E was worse than 3, but cat poop or dog poop, doesn't matter which. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Uh, oh, yeah. But we understand. We understand, man. I think that with the mind I have now, if I was going from first or second edition and th third edition came out the way it was, I might pass. I thought a lot about it, and I would absolutely still play third. It had a lot of things that I liked about it, and I still think I miss it sometimes. I get the... Max makes some good points about now everybody's and everything. Dwarf can be whatever. It's all it all ends up being if everybody can it's be homogenized. Then it's homogenized. That's a fair fair take. But you know what? There's something I thought about recently. I've told you. I actually think maybe I have said it. I like second edition better than first. I would absolutely change some of the caps because I do believe that was dumb. But I think second is better than first um, as far as D and D goes. Um, oh, sweet! Thanks, Bruce. He's going to rewrite third for you. Appreciate it. I will buy that when it comes out. Let me know. We'll, but, we'll uh, put it up on the Emporium. So anyway, I, what do you think about right now? Well, besides your mind being at a, I know we've said before, you and I both are at kind of a old school mindset, 
but not hunky. We're not super. We're not loving the old rules completely. We would right. Like I like the spirit. I'm not married to the rules. I don't like racist class necessarily. Um, I don't hate it, but I, it's not my favorite rule. Um, I think the the idea that everybody in not everybody. It seems that most play is focused in levels one through seven. Yeah. Eight. Once you get past seven, eight, a lot of people are like, oh, don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the sentiment of the crowd right. in general. Some of it be, is because um, longstanding campaigns can be rough to, uh, 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 to sustain. Um, and a lot of people play short-lived campaigns online because one reason or another, that might be their only gaming outlet. So I don't want to poo-poo on that. Um, I don't prefer mm-hmm. online gaming. I prefer face-to-face. Uh, but I understand some people just don't have that option. But right now, in a perfect world, where would you – if I said, okay, because we're starting a campaign Thursday, mm-hmm. and I hope this lasts really long. Here's what I hope it becomes. It starts out as OSE, but I hope it ends up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I actually think I'm going to expand the rules as we play. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I may do a complete jump to second edition. Don't think so. I think I'm just going to add components, take the mud sword stuff that we like, start fitting that into characters. Mm-hmm. Hey, your character can do this now. You can do that now. And who knows? Maybe they'll come out. Plus, I'm going to be, uh, you know, running a game that I hope to maybe uh, get published at some point. We'll talk about that later tonight. So, um, yeah. Well, so if I were to say that, if I were to say, so you, if we could play anything, would you 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 would want more modern rules, but third, fourth, or fifth D&D, fifth edition D&D is not fitting that bill. That's why you're more comfortable going back to the old stuff right now. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, I have the same opinion. Start with an older rule set and then discover with our new kind of mindset that we have now right. where we lie at with rules. I mean, rules, uh, we have fun no matter what we play. For sure. Right? Our crew, we can play an easy rule set and it doesn't matter. But if we get to make our own rules, we're going to pick something other than the uh, third edition beyond stuff. At least we might pull some things out of it. Uh, all race, all class, we will not, if I have anything to say about it, um, because I think that's silly. But it's all going to depend on how often we get to play and how often we get to like let our minds crunch on the rules and yeah. and maybe alter them where we like. And it's just going to be a matter of taste. Most of the, most of these quibblings about rules are a matter of taste. It's not really objective in any yeah. real way. Bruce says, starting with OSC, take four college rule notebooks and a trapper keeper, and at some point your house rules become – yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start adding. And you could fit that OSC book in there because it's small. <laughs> it's small. Well, you know, uh, Jeff, who's going to be joining us, bought the advanced version of OSE, which I have just realized during VentureCon and now because someone had it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it takes AD&D mentalities and puts them, fits them into OSE. So you still have caps of 14th level, but now with the, with the advanced rules, you can do race and class combos. I don't know how it works, but you can be an elf something and a dwarf something. And they've added a ton of new classes and stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to get mine. I haven't. I did the Kickstarter, so I'm still waiting and waiting. Hopefully it'll show up soon. Then I'll have a couple. It still has the essentials part to it. It's still so basic. It's, it's still first of all. Right. So level. it's not going to be 
an, an all-encompassing system where you can have a portion of your game be at the low end to mid right. and, and have that typical zero to hero, which really is in that realm. Yeah. Once you get out of the 14th level, a lot of people think once you get out of eighth or ninth level, you, you're in the superhero realm, not hero. But that's that's another a bit of uh, quibbling that we have between ourselves. It's a matter of taste. Yeah. And uh, uh, by the way, we are starting at third level, not first. So, um, 46 drop the lowest place where you want. So Okay. Um, anyway. oh, that's, that's, that's OP. You got to change that. I know, 3D6, 3D6, 3D6 straight down straight the line. Down the line. I know. We'll see how it goes. If you uh, enroll your hit points, if there's if you have one hit point, you have one hit point. <laughs> Suck it. Dude, rule raw, baby. Raw, 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 raw. Right. <laughs> yeah. But we've uh, but apart from D and D, we've played a lot of different I mean, I've played several different kinds of games. I've played Rifts, um, some palladium other than Rifts, uh lots of different uh superhero espionage, uh played a little roll of darkness, um Glad I didn't get stuck in that. Uh, oh, I wish I might have played Mage. That might have been more to my taste than yeah, Vampire. I liked Vampire Dark Ages. I don't know if you play, you didn't play in that game. No. Tim Scott, some of the others, um, his wife and a few other people, uh, Amy and Trent, my wife. I enjoyed that because we were kind of, I kind of liked the Dark Age setting. But mm. see, vampires and stuff, I'm not into playing the monsters. No. Thing. No. Um, what do you think about before before we move on to the biggest geekest podcast itself? What do you think about the hobby now? I know I mentioned last week something, and you were like, "No, the hobby is only what happens at your table," and and, and I get that that's actually the truth. I mean, that's literally all we have access to. Ninety nine percent for any individual, that's where it's at. And I was mentioning I was feeling kind of down, but I think I figured out where I was at. I don't think I'm down. I think I'm looking at my set of books. And I'm going to be getting rid of a lot of them. So folks that are on the podcast, you probably expect a lot of uh, quite a few contests coming up with um, me and Joe will probably set some markers to do some, but I may just do some randomly. Um, oh, OK, because our think, next marker is um, is 500. Right. So and so we have to get on the ball and our and our folks here have to help. Well, they don't have to It'd be nice if they helped us uh, get more folks in. But it's, it's difficult. I, I will absolutely. Um, be probably doing more giveaways. Um, <laughs> oh, this is true. Oh, sorry. This is no, Max made a good point. And I do like this about old school. With low hit points is that characters, um, that they're usually also the ones who are limited by armor. True. Uh, any hit can kill you. And that's cool. Um, I actually like that. Um, oh, wife is saying no to something. I'm not sure. Third level, right. low level. Oh, right. <laughs> She'd rather start at ninth level. My wife would start at ninth. Fifteenth. Yeah, fifteenth and move on up with lots of magic items. Yeah. She likes being powerful, which you know I can't blame her. It's a power fantasy after all, really. I mean, to me, I like growing into it, but me once too. I'm there, I, I really I dig it. He says that. Can you dig it? But if I yes. said, "Hey, you can make a ninth level wizard, and you can have seven magic items," Joe would not say no to that. I would not say no. However, I would tell you what I always tell you when making a, a powerful character from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. So you don't know the character well. True. That's the hard part. It's better to start out low and play enough of that character so you know what they're capable of. Um, I mean, you could say ninth level and you can uh, maybe kind of know what they're capable of. But until you play that character, you don't know what you're capable of with that character within the setting that the DM has. Yeah. So it's, it's, much better, it's much better to play up. 
Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to we're starting at third level. I want to use experience points as well. I'm probably, though, going to use that old table that I had for Mudsword instead of OSE and use my advancement system. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. That's what I'm leaning toward. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? D&D and RPG and our history, things we've... There's a lot of stuff we've mentioned throughout the podcast. Right, right. I mean, we've mentioned it all before, but we'll have it here in one nice spot. And yeah, yeah I'm good. But we can move on to part two, which is um, the biggest, geekest part, which has been more recent than the, the rest of the gaming. Yeah. So what we started we Biggest Geekest a couple of years ago. Yeah. A year. What are you thinking was, about that, Joe? Because you're the guy uh, that brought up to me said, hey, we need to do this. Okay. Thing. In the similar vein to you, my wife was like, you should do that. Oh, okay. She said she, she she's the one who turned me on to, to potentially doing a podcast, which is now a YouTube channel, which she also encouraged me to do. So, oh. I'm looking real quickly on my uh, computer. February 11th, 2020, is when we did our first time. Oh, what's Todd? Hey, Todd's, I don't know if I know Todd. Welcome. Todd. I'm, the name is familiar, but. Um, that's about it. I think maybe um, out in uh, Twitter land, perhaps. Anyway, when I was playing in Bert's bucketless series of games, we did the accelerated leveling. So within one story arc, we go care we go character gen and some of the power ups. That's fine too, especially if you know the system well enough, or it's close enough to systems. I mean, if you're familiar with gaming at all, in in, in what we do. Um, you can probably level up fast and and, and be okay. Yeah. Not for new players, though, I don't think. For people oh. new to the hobby. Yeah, and, and I'm starting third level because when we ran the Mud Sword game, we got to around second, third. I think the Thief got to fourth level before we kind of... Real fast. Back. And so I think I want to begin there. I don't think that's asking too much of anybody at the table to play a third level character. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you can you can skip the first couple of levels, be fine, but that's about it. Anyway, yes. Your wife encouraged you, and then you contacted me, and we did. You wanted to have a. You said you want to have a few in the hopper, so we did four or five anchor podcasts before we even put any of them out. Right. Right, and we were, we weren't even sure if we were going to put it, release them. We right. just did them. Right. We just did. And them. then when we were like, okay, let's put them out, I I lost one. Remember <laughs> that. Remember oh, that? Yeah, that's right. We had, yeah. we, we had to redo one. We had to redo one. Yeah. And uh, so it was only audio. We started out on, um, let's see, we started out with, uh, what's that? Skype. Skype. Yes, we started yeah. on Skype. Okay. And what we thought, I kept blaming it on your internet, and it, it ends up, it was probably my internet <gasps> that was causing the problem. Inconceivable. Yeah. Yeah, so we could conceivably go back to Skype. We might even be able to go back to um, uh, Discord because that that's where we went next. Yes, we went from Skype to Discord to Zoom, and then we finally, then finally here in Streamyard. Yeah, for the video. Um, but Discord, we, if you remember, we had Craig the bot. Recording yes. us, yes. the record bot. We were always yelling at Craig because he was always messing up. Yes, and he's just a bot, so right. whatever. So, 
do you remember why? I mean, what made you? I mean, besides your wife saying you should do that, were you just like it'll be fun? Oh. You and I talk about this crap all the time, anyway. So why not? I was, I was complaining, yeah, about podcasts. I'm like, okay, I found this this uh, cool RPG podcast I thought was cool, and then all of a sudden it took a left turn, and by left I mean left on the political spectrum. They right. they decided to you know they were talking about. Um, what do you call it? Uh, that's where I learned about the uh, safety tools, yes. right? So they didn't call them that then. It just was the X card. And they were right. talking about the X card. And I'm like, Ooh, that's dumb. And <laughs> and other things, uh, being overly sensitive to, you know, the DM has to be uber accommodating to everybody's every sensitivity. I'm like, no. I, I say no to that. <laughs> yeah, and I but, Go ahead. But after hearing, hey, Matt, Matt Berninger, hey, go check out his channel he, uh, here on YouTube. Matt Barninger. Go check What's out his channel? channel. Just Matt Barninger? The yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, go run over to Matt Barninger and subscribe. Then come back here and keep listening to me talk because you know that's what you want to do. Yeah. So... Um, I was complaining about how these pod, I can't find a podcast that I can stand listening to for more than a week. Right. So she said, well, why don't you do one? Like, Done. Why don't I? Why don't I? And I'm going to make right. two. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah. my first thought was, why would anybody want to hear what I have to say about anything? But, you know, we all, all of us probably who do this to some degree or another thought that. Maybe not. There's some people who are kind of arrogant out there who probably didn't, but no. I know I did. Oh yeah, I didn't. I mean, even us having. I mean, people we have at the in the stream right now, ten fifteen. It's it's super awesome to me. I think that's we bad. have almost twenty. Dude, I feel like we made it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we made Last it. Last week we had uh, upwards of twenty four because uh, um, the uh, um, bunch of who's it folks came in. Yeah, you um, know, DVR's folks came in and hung out yeah. for a while. He's another YouTuber. You should wonder, go subscribe. Interesting to know, because we started out on Anchor, and we had a small audience. Um, though after a while, it grew. We got in the 80s, I think, didn't we, when we started to do YouTube. And are there, is there anybody in the stream now that heard us just on Anchor? Anybody out there just listen to our podcast? That'd be interesting to know. If anybody out there They used to just listen. If they're listening. Yeah, Arn. yeah, used to just listen on the podcast, or, or that'd be interesting to know that. I think Arn Man did. Oh, Okay. I think if I'm remembering correctly, and our friends did. I mean, we had eight or nine friends that listened to us. That was nice. Of them. Yeah, who aren't here tonight somehow? Well, I guess shame like, on you, folks. I mean, we know these losers. We ain't got to hear that. Tim crap. Scott, where are you, Tim and Larry uh, Elliott? Larry, who's here all the time, except for our 100th episode, where you need to be. No, we need them. <laughs> if they were here, we'd be at 20. Now we're at 18. Oh yeah, Martinson's Martinson, here. Martinson, duh. He's Good old. deal. And your wife is listening, so He's we got two more. My wife would be in the house, but she's got a migraine. So, Legion said he listened to us just before we switched. Yes, that's true. Martinson's here. He's always here. That's our that's our dude. But um, yeah, the early days, you know, we really didn't. It was I was uncomfortable, and I think I'm still uncomfortable. I mean, I'm just now getting comfortable on the screen. I think Max had made a comment once to me that I seem different. (laughs) That I seem different on. I think I was on a Friday night chill stream than I was 
when I'm on Biggest Geekus. I think I'm more animated here. When I go visit someone, I feel a little more... A little stage fright kind of thing? Yeah, a little timid, you know, because Max, he's, you know, Legion. They're like big time, dude. Max is cut. Max cuts an imposing figure. He does, and you don't want to mess up on that show, dude. I mean, you say Planescape at the wrong time, you're out. That's right. Lightning bolt from the sky. Mm-hmm. Yes, Good. Iron Man says. Yeah, Patrick's still here. Iron Man heard us on Anchor. Cool. That's neat to know. But you know what? We definitely are reaching a lot more people. Oh, okay, Pat. I thought you were off doing other things, but thanks I'm for sticking probably, around. Probably listening, getting ready. No, Max, I think that was a I wasn't hurt by that. It was a good thing that you said, but I think you were right. I, you didn't say I was timid. You just said I seemed a little different. And I think I think it was because I was being a little more timid. By the way, I need to get on this Friday night chill streams. We're having some fun conversations. I need to get a part of that. I just never they stay did. up too late. Yeah, but I could always do the first couple hours and then last six and let them go. Talking about this, though, right? Biggest Geekus is a nice T-shirt. He man. likes Captain America, too. The real Captain America, you know, yeah, not the Rogers, phony one they got out here. The only Captain America, yeah. Steve Rogers. Um, Somebody else can wear the suit, but they're not Captain America. Did, anyway, um, did did Le- is it just me, or did Legion kind of lead us to YouTube? Meaning, didn't you get inspired by watching that, and you had got in contact with Max? Is that how we kind of started thinking? Kind of, kind of, sort of. I said, "Hey, they do this," and my wife was like, "Yeah, why don't you do that?" So she's yeah. really been, she's really been going. Go do, yeah, go do things. Been real, She's been very, very encouraging. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so, she's even. She even. She even. Um. Um. She will sometimes be in the chat and uh, encouraging people to hit the like button and and doing all the things a moderator uh, would do. Uh, we tried doing the the moderator thing, and I kind of flubbed a little bit here and there. But yeah, she's been a real help. Awesome help. Yes. So, yeah, that's about the time. I think it was about this time. Mm-hmm. Ah, see that? Yeah. Competition. Messed up, Max, dude. No, come on now. We can't compete with the Big Legion. Well, you, you they have a much higher end uh, show than we do. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He, he's a bit of a graphic designer, so he does uh, yeah, they got some uh, interesting cool things. If you don't yeah. watch Legion and Myth, you're, you're messing out. Right. So I think that's what moved us here into the YouTube land. Yeah. And it kind of, I think, uh, fractured our audience a little bit. Did it? Because, um, but we still, we still publish our audio yeah. to to, uh, to uh, Anchor for now. But I'm, Anchor might go away because Anchor is getting absorbed by Spotify little bit at a time so at some point we we might have a different uh, alternative to anchor to announce i'm not sure what that is at the moment but oh, okay. it, yeah um so yeah um so our, our audience audience fractured a little bit um unite the clans yes right matt Barninger. but uh, it's okay to have friendly competition it makes um, us better at what we do yeah. Um, and I've taken and some cues from them. Uh, I don't know if they've taken any from us. I doubt it. I've stolen some topics. I've stolen some topics from them. So right. yeah, works out good. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I should do that. Um, Fountain is the app that I'm listening to. The podcast that I listen to still. Oh. Most. 
it's a fledgling um, app, so it crashes some. It's not completely stable, but they have a um, a uh, they're kind of tied into the crypto thing. So if mm-hmm. you think crypto is dumb, you won't care. But you can still listen to the podcast. All right. Anyway, so, so that brings us to last year because we started YouTubing last year, I think, wasn't gosh, it? I think so. Yeah. About this time, About this roughly. Time. Yeah. So we're about a year on uh, YouTube. We're at a little over 300 subs, which uh, to me seems low, but excuse me, it seems a little low, but um, people still say, no, it's not that bad. You got to start somewhere. They're, they're encouraging and all that stuff. So we yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. And so I don't know. You, were, I think when you talk about because we're heading to get close to here now, maybe it's the future. Where where do you see us going with the podcast and YouTube? You're talking about. So if Anchor's going away, we're still going to publish the podcast, though, right? Well, sure. Anchor, I don't think it's going to go away exactly, but it's being absorbed by Spotify because oh, okay. on the website now, on their website, the Anchor website, it'll say Anchor, and then another quarter it'll say by Spotify, something like that. Uh, By not Buy. Um, and they're, they just announced that they're cutting notifications. So you won't be notified when things happen in the background with your podcast or with people who send you a note, send you something that you need to read or whatever through anchor or send you a voicemail through anchor. You won't get any notification. So they're stripping down their services, uh, to just being a, a repository for your podcast audio. So, um, right, right, Legion, SoundCloud. So, I'm actually thinking that if we can uh, um, get enough revenue going on this, that we might uh, have our own server. Oh, okay. That, that we, you know, house our audio and video on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, disseminate RSS like a lot of other people do, like through SoundCloud or gotcha. whatever, instead of or through just Apple. I mean, if you just if you publish to Apple your RSS feed, it eventually trickles to everywhere. But then there's also um, podcasting 2.0. So as long as your podcast is in that registry, uh, which is easy to do, mm-hmm. you can go to podcasting2.0.com or podcasting2.com. I can't remember specifically. You get your podcast in there and then it goes everywhere as well, especially in the new apps. So one or the other, you're going to get your audio everywhere. So we don't necessarily need to be on on Anchor. It was just convenient at the time. I don't don't know that we we need to stay there. Red Dice Diaries left to go go on to a different... Uh, service, um, their apps are not that great. So, yeah. and they keep saying in ads that sure, we will put ads on your podcast. You can do ads for us. We'll pay you. You can make money off of them. And have yet to, we have yet to seen it, have seen any of that. So, gotcha. so, and it says, oh, you don't have to have a specific amount of subscribers. I'm like, okay, well, we don't have that many. So is that true? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. So, yeah. so in any event, Anchor might um, be a thing of the past for us. But the podcast 
audio will not. We'll okay. distribute that no matter what. That's good because I don't know if folks here know this, but I actually religiously listen to our pod, our YouTube podcast every week because I want to make sure one, all the good ideas you guys suggest I don't lose, and two, things Joe and I can improve on. Joe doesn't have the time or interest, I think, to listen to us. You never were much on listening to our podcast again. I don't it's like weird. listening to myself. Even though you do have a melodious voice, my friend, um, I think um, I think that um, I've gotten used to listening to myself as goofy as I sound. But I do. I like to hear because there's so much information like, oh, yeah, someone said that I meant to write that down. Um, um, and here's something that uh, Malachi said. Maybe you have to hit a certain amount of ad revenue before you get a check. I don't know. There haven't been any ads. Yeah. So, so if you if you so listen to a podcast, there's never an ad in there. Ah, and they've okay. never approached us to do any cool, any, any ad reads, so it, it just hasn't happened. Well, you know, we could also bring some things up because um, you know, let's kind of lead this into Geek Emporium, but kind of as a bit. I want to do a bigger topic. So, a few what was about a month ago when Drive Through did what they did to Avenger, mm-hmm. Joe was like, I mean, I'm, I was as angry as Joe gets, and I think he was ready. You just took off with it because you knew there was a place for that to happen. And Big Geek Emporium is going to happen. It's going to be a thing. Hopefully, it'll be a big thing. I think 2022 and 2023 is going to be a pretty big year for Biggest Geekus. Oh, what's Legion saying? I hate watching myself after the fact. I nitpick all of my ums and so ons. Yeah, I feel you. Same thing. But I, I do have a good time. I chuckle at the comments. that Sometimes I don't hear things as we're talking. Right. Just in the recent one, I was like, oh, that was funny. I totally missed that. <laughs> or if I go to the restroom and Joe's still going or Joe and Patrick last week had missed a piece. But I think 2022 and 23 is potentially a big year for us, Joe, because I think we're going to have um, Big E Comporium. Um, we're going to have, uh, hopefully, I'm going to be publishing. I'm going to spill the beans here. Uh an adventure. I've got it titled Tragedy at Tygon Falls. It's going to be an OSR compatible adventure for levels three to five. Expected to work pretty well with most OSR games, though I may show throw a few wrinkles in. Uh, I hope to put that up as a PDF on um, um, on Big, Big, Big Geek Emporium. I think we're also going to be having a Big Geek Con. Uh, the name will change, but I think that's happening. My wife and I are both very pumped about you know organizing that and. Um, you love I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a big year for us. I'm excited about this year, actually, Joe. Yeah, Legion's going to be rolling out soon. But what do you think about so big geek import in particular? You got any news for folks? Anything on the? Well, we have a few creators who have decided to help me test it out, nice. and with no promise of any kind of reward. Oh, cool! And I think uh, I am going to offer something, though I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of hurdles we have to get over, and one of them is there's this annoying upload um, problem we're having. Um, once we hit a, a file size of about 250-ish, it starts giving me, the website starts having errors. So it won't upload the product, or sometimes it does, it's hard to know and it's annoying. So I don't want that experience for anybody who joins us. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. The stated and printed limit is 512 megabytes, so it shouldn't be a problem, but it is. I've been on 
Um, well, I've done a few things. I'm going to try some more tomorrow. In the upcoming week that I'm off, actually two weeks off. Um, my my job got it wrong, but they said I could still have it off, and I was like, I'll take it. Cool. <laughs> so I'm off next yeah. week as well. Nice. So man. I'll be working. I'll be hopefully cranking out the website as soon as I can. So School's that done. hurdle yep. is a play uh, print on demand hurdle. I would like to solve. Um, there's a couple of things that the creators that I've talked to would like to have, like um, email uh, marketing email to their buyers which makes sense, but for some reason it's kind of nowhere in any of the software. So I have to add it myself, right. which is uh, which will happen. It doesn't seem all that complicated until of course you get into it. So, right. right which has been this whole project. Um, I, I knew it was going to be complicated from the get go, but it's more complicated because of um, potentially incompatibility issues with plugins that I'm using off-the-shelf software instead of design, uh, writing it all myself, which uh, I don't have time to do. Right. So, um, I'm going to. I've gotten some um, a tech guy that Randy has had met at VengerCon. Yeah. Hopefully, we can at least talk. He can do some testing and help us out. Um, That'd be cool. If anyone out there who has reached out to me about providing tech assistance, um, listens to this or watches this, uh, and um, uh, in the future, please get back into touch with me. I've reached out to a couple of people, but I haven't heard back from them for one reason or another. It's life. I get that. Everybody's busy. I know the guy that I, that I connected you to, he's got a full-time job, both of the guys. There's another guy. Yeah, everybody's got a life. Would right. do it at the pace that we can. It was like I was, yeah. feeling, you know, it's funny because I'm working on that adventure and I'm going to write it. You're going to be playing in it this Thursday. I'm using it as a starting off point for our game. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see when I write it first, I'm going to write it mostly like I write every other adventure I do for me. But I'm going to be throwing in things. Your PCs can do this. Consider that. Consider that. And then I'm going to throw out to some people. I'm going to ask a couple of folks that I that are here. Uh, that have been on our podcast and um, I think probably a couple of my friends to look at it and give me their thoughts of just the premise and then I'll try to write it in a true module format and um, yeah um, oh before we go on uh, Mr. Boivin asked a question who is this person I just looked it up you're writing an adventure about Chrissy Teigen who is she I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tragedy she, they're, they're going on and on about her I guess she's some actress or something huh she's a lefty oh is she okay yeah she's married married or just attached to um, a singer who's also wacky leftist so Martin says so Randy you're going to prep way too much yes that's correct obviously it's Randy it's the only way I do. That's how I do. And if you're going to sell an adventure, mm-hmm. you're going to have to prep. It's going to have to have a little more than what is necessary. At least a little more. Maybe a lot yeah. more. It all depends. Yeah. Yeah. John Legend. Yeah, he's he's a wonderful singer. He, he has a great voice. He does. But yeah, if you hear him talk, <laughs> you wish he'd never sing. Right. Go so, away. Yeah. Writing that adventure, I hope will lead to something more, but I don't want to go down that road yet. I want to get the adventure out. I want it to be on Big Geek Emporium, and I'd like it to be up very soon. So I was feeling a little guilty uh, because um, 
Joe was working so hard and while I could help in some ways, not on the computer end, um, I knew I had to get something done. So I'm trying to make this module happen and be one of the first ones we sell for, or maybe, or maybe we'll have a big geek imprint. Who knows? That's, that's a big dreaming, but why not? We're going to dream, dream big. You might as well. I mean, yeah. shoot for the stars. Maybe you'll hit the moon. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So if not, not, we tried. So, right. So, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping into the month for Big Geek and Forum, if not a little sooner, mm-hmm. I might start without POD and just go with um, PDFs. PDFs and other downloadables. Okay. So there's a fella um, who's interested in um, audio, you know, music, probably. He didn't specify, but perhaps um, uh, um Music just to, for for mood mood of music for your game, um, and someone also says something about fiction. So you know anything that's a downloadable project. David Gal asked about any headway on the file size issue. I think the 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 biggest file right now, without causing any problems, like I was just saying, is two hundred fifty megs. Mm-hmm. I tried zipping a file that file you sent me, Dave. The small well, um, I think this. Oh, no, I didn't try that one. There's another one. I was trying out um, a zip program to see if I can crunch, uh, how much I can crunch a file down, just as a workaround until we can figure this out. But the the most you're going to drop a file is about 10%, I think. So um, your file, at most 30 megs, that won't get us down low enough. I think... um, I think that um, if we could find a program, I know there's an online service that crunches it down, but it has a um, small um, shrink ratio, but high quality afterwards. And then it says, because like a more dangerous one where we'll crunch it down real small, but the quality might not be so good. And so we're not going to do that. Um, Maliki asks, would you offer a discount on print on demand for previous PDF purchases? after pod is offered well that that would be up to the author ah um that would be up to the creators i mean if, if most of them are okay with it maybe we can do a site-wide kind of thing i would love so, that okay so dave is saying the cap is still useful because you can try to export at lower settings to keep it under that amount there's also uh, a potential i don't know if it would work for your products to uh have have it in sections. I know it might be wonky for people who are expecting a book, but maybe it, it comes in two or three parts and that can all, that can all be the, the same price. You know, um, three pieces of one thing can be at one price. You have, uh, have things like that already. So over on Derive Through, one of, our, one of the uh, nicknames I like for our, our site is Alt Drive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or the alt drive. That's 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 cool. But yeah, um, if either lower settings or perhaps uh, breaking it up into different files, which is probably not ideal. I don't want to ask a whole lot of creators. I rather them just be able to upload what they have. But um, I don't want to stretch out the opening of it too much farther down the road than I have to. Anyway, so that's. Uh, Big Geek Emporium, uh, we've got, like I said, we have some creators that are, are helping us out. Um, um, 
the backing, financial backing is kind of stalled, which I understand. It's we're in tough financial times right now. All so, right, man. It's fine. We can we're do open regardless. We can do some of it ourselves. So as it gets a little stickier, we'll, we'll, we'll put more money in. If I can't help, if I can't help uh, help as much on the on the computer, and I, I'll see if I can uh, pinch my students for some more cash. You want to be? Is that what you want? You want to be? Well, here's what's going to cost you. No. You want out of this classroom? Big joke. Big joke. <laughs> you, want, you want out of this classroom? You want out of this class? You ain't leaving. Toll. There's a, there's a toll booth right at the door. Head, or it's going to be your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, that. That and the little module, small thing, and then Big Geek Con. Well, we got a lot on our plate, dude. Plus, keeping this thing rolling. Well, um, by that, by the time the con planning starts, hopefully, Big Geek Emporium will be well underway, and I will, I will um, hopefully have amassed enough uh, profit to have a full-time web person, or at least um, someone who can uh, do the web stuff while I'm doing my regular job. That'd be great. Right. Thanks, Cal. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. That is so cool. We are excited. Congratulations on 100 shows. Thank you, Cal. Century Mark. We didn't pod fade. That's good. No, I think uh, I think when we first decided to do the YouTube, I think we lost some folks because um, when Eric Tenkar went from podcasting to video, his podcast um, updates became pretty. They slowed down a lot. But you were on top of that, dude. We yeah. We. I think that there was some minor hiccups uh, here and there along the way, but we always have our episode out that week. And I think it's interesting because you do have to, when you're speaking on YouTube, we have to, and I don't, we haven't been perfect at this by any stretch. You say things, we laugh. Sometimes we'll just start laughing for no reason. Well, there is a reason, but the listeners of the podcast don't see what we see. And our crazy little streamer buddies here start saying cool, funny stuff, and we're laughing right. and do anything about it. But yeah, um, are, the, what, are you ready? Have you thought about all you want to chat about? I think we should give a little thanks at this point where we've been for a hundred episodes. I'll, I'd like to start. I got some thanks to give. Okay, go ahead. I'd like to thank my buddy Joe here. He is the dude that is the um, anchor behind this monster. Um, hey, man of war, six six five neighbor of the beast. The neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> But Joe got this thing going, and then, of course, right next to him is uh, my wife, who supports me all the time, lets me do a Tuesday or a last-minute Thursday, or, oh, my God, we got to do a Saturday, and uh, still play D&D, and she plays when she can. So I really love her and appreciate that. Uh, my inspiration uh, from gaming was my boys back in uh, Indiana. That'd be Rodney, Ryan, Jr., uh, Jeremy, Eric, my buddy Gary, who's passed away. Of course, Joe, who's right here, buddy Robert, Jason, my cousin, not to be last. Um, all those guys are just—they got me into gaming. They helped me going. They were—they were my team. They were my—they're my partners. And uh, posse turn this hobby into something that's been lifelong and awesome. And I love to get a chance to play with them. Not to mention the Michigan crowd, dude. They have uh, an Indiana University. You met a lot of good friends there, Philip and Darren, and they're still around here. And Joe's here and all my buddies in Michigan, too many to name all sorts that have just been good friends. A lot of them are on the podcast. You've heard them and seen them. So thanks to all them. I appreciate that. So Before I do any thinking, I have to say this. Man of War, 665, Neighbor of the Beast. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have to go next door to the Beast and borrow a <laughs> cup of souls? Just wondering. <laughs> cup of souls. Cup of souls. Oh, yeah. And Cal makes a good point. Even though I appreciate Joe, no one likes him. 
Well done. Not really. <laughs> you say you do, but yeah. then when Joe's not around, the truth comes out. Duncan Todd, thanks for the, yeah, congrats on 100. Can't wait for two. Yeah, dude, we're going to push it. Talking about 500 episodes eventually. Almost eight. So, so as far as being thankful, uh, first I'll thank my wife because she's the one who's been pushing me into doing this, something creative. It's It's been a lot of different things. Art, music, uh, stuff that I may be able to do, but it's not necessarily my in my um, temperament to right. sit and do. But um, I did actually start drawing a little. You know, I did a kind of a leap where I actually started drawing a little better than I used to. So I thank her for pushing me to be creative and getting me into this. Um, <clears throat> and Randy for coming along for the ride. Uh, all of our D&D buddies along the way, everybody out there who have been, uh, whether on our audio uh, podcasts who've called in uh, or here in our chats, oh, yeah. uh, in Twitter land. I mean, Twitter isn't completely accessible. I get a lot of encouragement there. So uh, everyone who's been encouraging for our our show and for Vicky Comporium in particular here lately, definitely a lot of thanks. See you, buddy. All right. You ready to head into the last segment? Let's see. Yes. And actually, we have, and I'm remiss at not having done this before, we had call-ins. Oh, we can do that now, though, aren't we? Yeah, that's... Um, oh, we had some call-in call-ins. Oh, we're not talking about the contest. Gotcha. No, 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 no. No, no. We had, uh, we had some call-ins that I had, keep forgetting to do. Uh, they're very short, so it won't take long. Okay. Okay, your wife didn't just laugh at what I just said, did she? I don't know. I heard she's, she's having fun. I think she's playing a playing a game, watching videos, halfway listening. I said she's half listening to us. So <laughs> she should be full listening to us. What is she doing? That doesn't make any sense. She's crazy woman. What you gonna do? Awesome, Joe. <laughs> she loves you, Joe. Look at that. <laughs> She probably read the one where it says nobody likes Joe. That's, that's why she laughed. <laughs> All right. So um, Taylor from Clerks where, where Ringmail um, right. had sent us a couple of very short, um, very short messages. So let me do all the ton of clicking that this yes. infernal Not been system makes you do to share a thing. Got lots to catch up on my podcast. I need to get a Taylor and uh, Glenn over. Okay, so pay attention. This goes fast. All right. World of Weirth. World of Weirth is what you're looking for. I will send you a link. And he did. And then I forgot to play this. So basically, I was trying to remember a um, one of his uh, episodes and blog posts about a thing that I can't even remember what it's about now. So, yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, Taylor, for clarifying that. Yes. And I did receive that link. Second short message. And lagomorphs are rabbits, aren't they? Eh, I'm sure someone on the stream will let you know. But yeah, lagomorphs are rabbits. Cool. Yes, and he obviously didn't listen to the whole thing or didn't pay attention because somebody did. And I think we even said, oh, the rabbits. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. So, we can always use a little backup. It's cool, Taylor. 
Yeah, it's cool. Thank you for your um, assistance in knowledge, Mr. Taylor. I am very remiss in sending a message to him on, on his podcast. All right. That is all for messages. Yeah. And now we are um, going to the episode 100 milestone contest. Yeah, baby. In which we only had seven entries. Uh, oh, well. Oh, man. Hold on. That's cool. I need to get my D7. Randy is not ready. You have a D7. Entertain them. I have one because I'm cool like that. Because DCC has strange dice. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's everybody. Make sure I'm looking at the right one. Yeah. So, yes. Um, for some reason, the creator of DC uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, for those of you who don't know, decided to make odd-numbered dice um, a thing for their game for some reason. When having regular-sized dice would have been sufficient. Um, though, I guess it's a, an interesting differentiator for the game, even though there's a lot of other ones, because it's it's hardly a retro claw um, with all those spell tables. Uh, for, uh, a table for each spell that does all kinds of crazy things. Mar Hawkman. Fun fact, in The Olden Says... I think you meant in the olden days. And that might be the way they, they spelled it back in the day. The words were weird back then. There were there were made brass dice with 26 sides. Mm. But that is an even number, which isn't that big of a deal. It's the odd-numbered sides that are kind of weird. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. When I was running cross-country in high school, that's what Whenever we saw a, um, a a bunny rabbit cross our path, we would we would uh, wax rhapsodic about Bugs Bunny and kill the rabbit. You freaking cross country runners! You're weird, weirdos. Weird weirdos. <laughs> Here's my D seven, baby. Oh, can you see it? There it is. Yes. Right. Nice. D7 dice, which you hardly showed to the audience because you do not know where your camera's at. I don't pay attention to my camera because I'm too cool for that. Yeah, There's there you D7. go. Seven. Slowly leaving the... I cannot keep it centered. This ain't my life. <laughs> Lord. This tech thing, it has you stumped. <laughs> Dude, I'm really not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is what we're going to be winning. Grim Tooth's Ultimate Traps. It is beyond awesome sauce. Except I want to clear my shelf off, man. I don't need traps because Joe knows I'm a kinder, gentler dungeon master. I don't need traps because I know I'm just very hand magic items and gold to my players. No danger whatsoever. Okay, no. <laughs> anyway, if that what was if that started happening, I would ask you, where is Randy and what did you do with that? <laughs> hey, do you want to read those emails first and then we'll roll the dice? Yes. That's what we will do. Hold on a we're supposed to be giving us a phrase or a comment that uh, um, uh, epitomizes. Epitomizes biggest geek is. All right. Let me. I will start with the first. Um, the first one we received, and go to the the last one. Sounds good. So the first one comes from Arn Man. Okay. And he just says, "Thanks, guys." <laughs> All right. 
that's fair enough. We do say that. And thank you for joining us on our on our uh, YouTube shenanigans. Yes. Our man was one of our early people, I think, back in the podcast days. Right. Um, Josh, mm-hmm. I enjoy you guys and your discussion. Also, all the hours playing with you guys. And, oh. and, Ooh. poop. Oh, that was, oh. See, now, see, Josh knows the secrets. Randy thinks poop is hilarious. Okay. Um, let's see. Arnie has an actual an actual phrase here. Oh. A show from old school role players keeping the glory days of RPGs alive. Have fun and wish me luck. Cool. Good deal. Good luck, Arn Man. Yes, indeed. Timothy. Personal, passionate host delivering plentiful pontifications pontifications with perspicuity. Oh, nice. Tim. They Some call him Tim. <laughs> they do. Larry. I enjoy listening to friends discuss gaming and the interaction you have with the listener. Cool. Darth. Right. You guys seem like you could be cool to play with. Seem. We, we are, are, dude. We're totally cool. Dispel all doubt. Yes, like all. Good I games. also like farming your guys' show for ideas in my games. That is really cool. Thank That's you. That's good. Where we have some ideas. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thank you, bud. Clerics wear ring mail. Oh, that's our dude. If you can't be big like us, then be geeks like us. I hit the wrong button. (laughs) 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 Boom! I hope hope you win, because that is... That is money. Definitely an epitome. uh, (laughs) An epitome. win. Okay, I want to to double-check the number here. Yeah, I got the dice. I got a D8 and a D9 and a D10 and a D11. Can't throw me tonight, baby. I'm ready. Okay. Seven. Seven unique people. Here is, if I find it, <laughs> D7. All right. Big money. Winner is number four. Number four is the winner. One, two. That would be Tim. Tim. All right. You don't even have to pay for shipping. Oh, is that Tim? That Tim won? That Tim. Dang. Don't tell anybody. They think we're, we're, they'll think we're fixing this thing. I think all right. of all of our contests, I think most of them, you, you only had to mail one out. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, folks. <laughs> if you want to win, you must enter. That's so, true. And when this one did. About four, I think Sorry, three or four of those, uh, three or four of those seven were going to be locals. Yeah. So yeah, they were set. Uh, they were smart. They were good strategy. Hey, seven people, you had a great chance to win. Yeah. So Darth. Either they didn't like your contest, or they didn't like the book. But yeah. Tim's going to like it. Yep. Larry Curly wears them up. <laughs> uh. I had a, a goof up at the, on this episode at the very beginning. I, I played the end the end music instead you of the don't beginning. Mess up. I don't believe that. It's the same music, though. I don't believe, oh. Taylor, my friend Joe, never, ever messes up. <laughs> True. Larry so Larry's like, yeah, um, I've seen your collection, so I'm going to enter every time. 
What's up, Duncan? In the house. Oh, that's a cool little thing you did there in the in yeah. the chat there, Duncan. He has a, gra a graphical representation of our hundredth. Yeah, one hundredth episode. All right, man. Uh oh, Fix uh oh. <laughs> Controversy. On it, dude. So, He's so like, it's I'm just a, down the road, baby. He's in Michigan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All righty. Cal says the fix is in. The fix <laughs> is in. All right, cool. I, I don't have to get his information because I'm going to see him this week. Um, all right. So you want to put up that Zasloff article? You want me to? Oh, hold on a moment. Zaslav. I believe I have Zaslav. it. Zaslav. Zaslav. That you sounds know, like an alien. That's an alien-sounding name. I wanted to go into great detail on this. I just... I'm hopeful, dude. So everybody's probably heard by now that this David Zaslav's come in as head of Warner Brothers, and he's he's uh, having people snap too, in all the divisions of the movies for sure. The DCEU. Um, I'm really glad that he is too. He canceled Batgirl, which couldn't have been better because I think Batman was going to pass the mantle on to him. And there's rumors that Supergirl's next. The new Supergirl, not the previous one, and that he may be shutting down a whole lot of their stuff. I heard today over at Clownfish that he might have been going after some of the cartoons, like Harley Quinn might get shut down and a few others, but I'm not sure. I think Harley Quinn does pretty well, but he's coming after the animation, too, and I hope the comics are not far behind. There's uh, a meme out where it shows, I think it's a, it's a, a reusable meme. Where you have the Grim Reaper going into different doors and they're yeah. coming out with a blood trail, yeah. And it's it's and they have his name Zasloff on the Grim Reaper, and it's all a bunch of DC properties, right? So it's it's um, Helen Slater is back as Supergirl. <laughs> you could hope, dude. That was the original. She had the look. I don't remember how good of an actress she was. Um, I I agree with this. Uh, Green Apple, I hope he licenses out the comics, yes, to real talented people. I would love to be able to buy Batman and Superman again. Um, let's see here. Malachi, there's talk of changes to DC Comics and layoffs. Oh, yeah. In fact, HBO Max is going to be stuck up inside the Discovery Plus soon. Um, that's, a, that's not 100%, Martinson. Uh, some people are, get, are saying that it may not come out for another year. I tell you, after Bozo, who just the other day, Ezra Miller... Uh, had a felony breaking and entering on a place he had been staying in with friends. That dude is a nutbag. I would not yeah. release a movie with him in it, no matter what. He's he's obviously mentally ill, or on a drug on a very long drug long drug drug bender. One as much them. as I it, may, it hurts me a little bit to say this, but I've always agreed. Malachi says if it doesn't sell, it's it's getting cut. Zaslav said that's the case. Yeah. Their comics have to go, except for Batman. Right, and honestly. I hope they just punt them all and reboot them all. Because he's talking about doing a a 10-year plan, which we said way back when. That's what DC should have. They should have used the Marvel the Marvel template, not, not the woke part, but tell the stories and get everybody in there. Tell your stories slowly and build up to something like Darkseid. Don't go all, all uh, doomsday, like two movies in. That was ridiculous. Right. Um so according to this busy news week for DC Warner Brothers, um, Leslie Grace's upcoming Batgirl film has been reportedly shelved. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Oh, yeah, um, it's done. And will not be released in any format. And so the 
amount of money they spent on it differs depending on who who you talk to. It's either seventy or ninety million dollars, right. and they still decided no. Dude, so um, it was crap. Even though it had Michael Keaton, according to this, Michael yeah. Keaton and um, let's see who else was in it. There was a couple of people in it that I didn't know were going to be in it, and well, they don't care because they got paid. I'm sure. And I heard Michael Keaton was going to be in Aquaman too, and then they took Ben Affleck and put him back into the bat suit and reshot those scenes. I'm, I, I, and, and I heard that, and this is all rumor. Right now, it's a lot yeah, of rumor. A lot of rumor. Zaslav loves Henry Cavill, the Superman. So that big rumor of the black Superman and Tasahini Coates coming in and doing all that crap, I think that's out. I think Zaslav is a money guy, and I think he's seeing the writing on the wall. I hope they're seeing it finally. Uh, I know I will not step in front of a DC movie again. I backslid a month or two ago and watched Batman. I'm not doing it um, until they make some changes. If this becomes a real thing, I'd be down with it. So here's a quote. We're not going to launch a movie until it's ready. We're not going to launch a movie to make a quarter. And we're not going to put a movie out unless we believe in it. Good. Um, this means adjusting the way we invest going forward, also evaluating both projects already completed or in progress. Wonder Twins, Batgirl, and Scoob, Holiday Haunt are examples of streaming, fil streaming films that do not fit this new strategic approach. These are difficult decisions. We are committed to being disciplined about a framework that guides our constant investment for maximum returns. So this isn't this isn't about going back to to the old no. stories, right? This is about money. So which is fine, which is fine. This is about what's not making money. So as long as it's not making money, he doesn't want to do it. And and, yeah. and if it's if he if he looks at the stuff and says this is crap, he's not going to do it. No. So. And that's right. that's encouraging because at least he has his own idea. Now, I'm not stupid. I don't think it's going to fix everything and all my beloved characters are coming back, but it might. I mean, he might be just saying that to, like, not offend anybody and planning to go in there with the, with the red axe <laughs> instead of the red pill and put it on. So and I another thing this article brings up, which is good, is they're going to the top three. Batman, yep. Superman, Wonder Woman. And work out from there, which is smart. Yeah. I mean, you know, granted, though, Marvel didn't. They did Iron Man, and he was kind of a, I wouldn't call him a second-tier hero, but he wasn't a household name. No, but they got a good actor. They had a good story, but I think they blew it by um, blowing up the cast list. Too many oh. heroes. Too oh. many, like, like um, it got formulaic. You had all the things, and they, instead of taking their time, like you were saying, with, um, with Doomsday. Well, Doomsday is a DC thing, but yeah. they also blew it with the Marvel Cinematic Universe by bringing in, um, what's his nuts, um, Gauntlet. Oh, uh, Thanos too soon. Thanos too soon. I, I, I don't know. I I love the thing. Here's the problem. I loved the 23 movie, not loved every one of them, but I loved the arc through Endgame. I did. But they kind of, to use a crude metaphor, they shot their wad. Yeah. So really now, Multiverse of Madness, whatever is going to happen with Kang, whatever stupid crap is going on with Loki, it's just, it's, who cares now? And they're being, you know, it's the MC. Yeah, I think Loki's getting canned too. 
and, and it, and it pro- I don't know if it should. I just, I just don't get the dumbness. And that's the thing I hope they avoid. I hope they don't. Well, cause I know Zaslav is not focused, going to focus on streaming. He wants right. theatrical releases and that should be the case. We need to, you need to leave people wanting more. It's not just absorb content, new content, new content like Disney's doing. But they're also focusing on the movies, which they should. So, so it, they're not going to focus on the comics because uh, someone pointed out that they changed their, the name on the website to just DC, not DC Comics. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I I wouldn't care if DC Comics disappeared for five or six years. Uh, yeah, I'm with Green Apple. I know you are. I'm not fully, but I feel you. Green Apple. I think most people are tired of cape crap in general. I've been tired of cape since 2016. Fair enough. I'm not, but I'm much more of a comic fan than probably Joe is. Yeah. But, I, but I'm not as much as, say, my boy Martinson, who's happy to see uh, lots of things. But I think even he would say he's a little disappointed in some of the crap that's come out. And he's pretty... I mean, I don't mean to speak for you, Martinson, but I mean, you're, you're a bigger fan of, you know, all the stuff there. You just want to see the cool characters on the screen. I'm a little more, I'm more demanding and, and I need, I need the politics that I, especially politics that I hate. It can't be true. You can't be telling me some message. You can't be, you know, what does Chris Hunter say? The message. The message. Yeah, I don't want right. a message. Right. So, yeah. So I don't think that, I don't think anybody should be uh, overly excited for Zaslav um, bringing in a red wave right. of any sort, right? He wants he wants to to cut the cut the uh, not money making things out, mm-hmm. uh, and and leave the money making things in. Which and Superman and Batman have always Wonder Woman. Um, yep, you can't say always because there hasn't been a lot of Wonder Woman in the, on the silver screen, but their first showing was really good. After that, but her comics were pretty strong, especially in the nineties. The comics were strong, yeah. But I think the comics are now very weak, and so the I think that's telling. I hadn't heard that DC was now on there, was just the title. I think comics. There's rumor that Titans, uh, the Flash, the series is going to be gone, um, and um, uh, yeah, Malky. Oh God, you heard this, Joe Malky makes a good point. I think there's on Eric July. There's a comic recently where Harley says you can shoot Joker in the face, unlike systemic racism or toxic masculinity. And it's like, come on. But I just, you know, I, I liked Harley when she first came out in the Batman series, the original animated in like 1990 something. But to be honest with you, she's ridiculous now. I mean, they act like she's such a, just a badass. Come on. Even Margot Robbie, what is she, 5'9"? And 110 pounds, and and, and Harley, she's not kicking her. But get out of here! No one buys but, that. Um, Harley Quinn was never like a super. Well, she is she's now. not super. She was never a tough fighter. Was she back in the day too? No. Or was she more like a um? No. Was she more like a um black widow type? Yeah. Martin was she ever? Was she ever a Black Widow kind of character? No, she's not to me. I mean, she might have changed. Now she's apparently the greatest thing in the world. Martinson says the Flash show, TV show, is getting a shortened season. But, you know, when I said the red axe or the red pill, the red wave, whatever, I'm that's Randy being super hopeful. But no, I wasn't referring to that. But I think it is foolish to think it's something more than what it is. But I do think, I have said this before, I wish DC and Marvel would both be destroyed as far as comics go. And movies too, but um, yeah, I agree, Malachi. Um, though I think what's his face is probably 
Um, Bale was pretty good. I, I hope that DC goes under. I hope that um, Zaslav is actually a really reasonable guy, and I hope he makes them do something um, good. Green Apple says, I don't remember her being a hand-to-hand fighter, more sneaky. Yeah, me too. But now she's like, you see her throwing people all over the place, even in the new Suicide Squad. Like She's some total, and she does a lot of like fighting all these guys in hand-to-hand, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Anyway, um, the, the focus seems to be shifting toward the top three. There's their top three oh, heroes, man. which is a good thing. So we'll see. We'll see how this uh, pans out for DC. I, I hope that um, they get their collective heads out of their collective butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark says original Harley was able to fight Lex Luthor, Luthor's bodyguard, D Mercy, to a draw. Okay, DCAU. Um, I know. He um, just a typo. Bodyguard Mercy to a draw in the DCAU. DCAU. I don't know what that is. Animated. Animated, animated. universe. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Maybe she was better than I thought. A uh, normal human who was not using any, oh, but she wasn't a normal human using no real weapons. Okay, fair enough. But I just, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, I used to like Harley. I think she, conceptually she was cool. She was funny and cute at the beginning, but now it's a little annoying. She was introduced in the animated series? Yes. Yeah, she was not even in the comics first. She was in the animated oh. series first. Yeah. That's fine. But anyway, let's. My fingers are crossed. I'm hopeful, but I'm also realist. It's probably not going to be what I want it to be. So. I think that we will. We will be able to say that they the movies don't suck, but they might still not be to our taste. Right, Calvin Oni, you kids are too old for comic books. <laughs> I am, but I'm still buying them, dude. Right, and my my um, for me the the comic book movies have become too formulaic. Yeah. So, which is the same reason I stopped liking zombie movies or slasher movies. However, when um, that one zombie movie came out, um, Shaun of the Dead, it had a different take on it. It was funny. It was quirky. And it was different enough so that it's still a zombie movie, but it's fun. Um, so if someone comes out with a quirky, different type of superhero movie, like when they came out with... Um, um, Deadpool. Not, well, not, it was before. This was the one before Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Lord. Oh, G- Guardians of the Galaxy. So, Guardians of the Galaxy was a little irreverent, even though, from what I understand, it doesn't really match up with the comic very much at all. No, no, it's better than comics. Comics are crap. Oh, you think so? Oh, I, I didn't like Guardians at all. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Maliki, Maliki, comment real quick, Joel. It's you. He, uh, her referring to um, Harley Quinn, a popularity in the animated series got her in the comics. Correct. That's what I heard as well. Yeah, Guardians. So Guardians was an, uh, a different enough superhero movie that I was like, okay, this is cool. But then the second Guardians, I was like, nah. That wasn't I still cool. liked it, but um, when Guardians came out, I went to the movies almost kicking and screaming with somebody, and I was like, this is gonna, this is gonna suck. Yes, Kevin in the Woods was good. Yep. But I'm I'm more I like the comic book formula. I like the Herculean mythology. I don't mind it. I can watch some of the same stories over and over and not get put off. You just gotta tell do them well, dude. Just do them well. That's all I say. Well, right. A comic book story can be told different ways. So mm-hmm. you don't have you know, it's the same movie with just a different rapper. I don't really care for that. Right. So anyway, 
then that's that's just my take. So, and it might it might they might do that with the DCEU, which would be yeah. better than, you know, having the message in it. Yeah, no kidding. Even if they're they don't follow, so if they didn't follow um, the story very well, but it was still a well-made movie, and even if it was a little bit formulaic, it would still be better than all the movies with the message. Oh, for sure. So my last little thing here, if you're ready to move on on DC, I just wanted to make you aware as much as everybody else. There's this guy I watch um, on YouTube called Call Me Chato. Chato. He's a ex-network executive. Uh, he's a Canadian, um, which normally would be you know challenging for him, but he's managed to overcome that. <laughs> he's a cool cat. Anyway, I, Joe will put the link to his most recent YouTube video where he's been on vacation for a month and he comes back in. And I think he gives gives the hardest, most truthful, and it's it, his his language is a little bit colorful, which is odd for him. He's a funny dude. I think you would like him, Joe. It's called Call Me Chato, and um, uh, he is he just blasts Hollywood just for their their the way they have treated geek fans and properties, why they think you know why they should think they should have any right to do what they do. And this is an ex-network executive guy, and he is funny, and he's not super red pill guy, but um, yeah, it's really good. I'm gonna write, hopefully, in the chat here. Uh, get that right. That's the name of his YouTube uh, channel, Call Me Chato, and he talks about all sorts of stuff, uh, TV-related movies. He's a nerd from way back, an older guy, and I think he's really, I don't know, it's it's. It, it kind of sums up when I'm when I'm feeling angry. I'm like, dude, that's the truth. Yeah, Man of War saw it. Yeah, yeah, it is hysterical and it's spot on, isn't it, dude? When you say it's spot on, yeah. So, oh, biggest geek has just put the link in there. Check it out. Yeah, I think it's worth your time and worth a watch. It's about twelve minutes, but he, I've never seen him get that. I've never seen him get that angry. He's usually laughable, but you could tell him he's really annoyed. And the problem the problem is with the direction a lot of Hollywood folks are going is it's wedge building. You're building a wedge between folks who are more traditional and folks who are less traditional when and when it's entertainment, most of us want to try to forget that stuff. And they make such issues out of issues that you, you keep to yourself. There um, the things that I've uh, the way I've put it is there's no discretion anymore. People want to talk about all kinds of things out in the open that they should just not, you know, you can, if you want to, you know, I believe in free speech, but there, just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should. Oh. I don't think yes. that, I don't think that your body should be regulated, but I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to recommend you go to, uh, smoke crack. No, no. So. But his point is really, the bigger point is that they steal these IPs like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek. And they turn them in their own vision of gobbledygook, and they don't appreciate the fact that the reason they're popular, and the fandom that liked them, they don't even like the fandom that actually liked them. They change it, then they get mad at you because you get mad because they change it, and they go, oh, "How dare you get, do this for clicks? We're not doing it for clicks. We're doing it because you're destroying something we love. It's right. none of your business. If you're going to do it, show some respect." And he is spot on. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I want to say. I would just would encourage everyone, including Joe, to watch. I think it's worth 15 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is. It's quite hilarious. I would say watch him all the time. I like him. So. Sounds good. I will give that a watch. 
I hadn't had a chance to do that before or now. That's cool. So. I think you'll like it. Good deal. Yeah. All Just right. This case channel is good. Right, right, right. Okay, so. Yeah. That wraps of, up 100? Does that wrap that up? Wraps, that wraps really? up 100. Lots of folks are talking about uh, yeah. comic stuff. Um, yeah. Man of War 665, Neighbor of the Beast, says, uh, claims that he is biased. Aren't we all? Yes. I think we're talking about he likes shadow, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, Malachi. My issue isn't uh, Malachi. My issue isn't how they change characters, but that they change the changes. The staff they change established characters. They make Iceman gay and ignore North Star, a gay X band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cal. All I already know, my fans hate me, and I hate them. I'm not doing nothing for them. <laughs> well, I'm your fan, and I love you, Cal. Yeah, I, he told me before we started that he was probably going to leave his wife for you. Oh, well, perfect. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. Is, thanks, Green Apple. Thanks for saying he looks forward to seeing us every week. All right. That is awesome. Very encouraging. We Thank look you. forward to seeing you guys, too. It's awesome. That's the chat we have. Yeah. We did hop up to 20, which is good. Nice. Uh, all right. So if that's it, is yeah, that it? That's it. If you would like to support our show, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh -huh. Let me do. Let me do. Let me do the thing. I'm doing the thing. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. Get the thumbs up. Get bell notification so you know when we're coming on, even though it's only once a week and it's well publicized when we go on. So, anyway, hit that bell notification. Um, comment after the fact please that helps out if you would like um we'll have some links in the show notes for how to contribute to us if you would like as well and um those places are at paypal.me forward slash biggest geekus we're on streamlabs.com uh, forward slash biggest geekus one forward slash tip and we are over at anchor dot fm forward slash biggest geekus yes those are all the places um our website is biggest geekus podcast.com also upcoming website is big geek emporium uh, where we have um a donation page until we have the real page up hopefully very very soon very very soon uh, and if you have some if you have any questions or concerns or Maybe you can send us another uh, phrase that emulates the biggest geekest to you, even though you're not going to win anything. We'll, we'll read it on our next episode. Yeah. And that email is thegeeks at biggestgeekestpodcast.com. Congratulations and to Timmy. Timmy for winning the, winning the ultimate traps. So I'm saving me postage. Good job, Tim. Good job, Tim. You had... You had most likely the best um, phrase, I think. Oh, did he? There were several good ones. Though. I don't know. That is the one where he had all of the alliteration throughout. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. All right. If all that right. is all, is that it all? Yeah. That okay. is all. Let's do it. We will do it as soon as I'm ready. Okay. So in a few hours. I am not yet ready. In a few hours, we'll be leaving. Thanks, everybody, for joining us in episode 100. It was awesome. Yes, and this is Joe. And I'm Randy. And remember, if you can't be big like us, then be geeks like us.